Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I'm joined as always because ducks fly together. Uh, Matt's here. When the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Uh, for for the audio people who are wondering why I'm making Mighty Ducks references, uh, Matt is wearing a Mighty Ducks uh, jersey at the moment. So, right. uh, so Matt's here. Uh, also here, the ginger from... Oh, what's the word that rings with ginger? There isn't one, is there? Minger. There's not, there's not many. The ginger who was birthed from a really old cringer? Connor's here. That, that cringer really like... Yeah, Cringer, like in Master of the Universe, he's a scaredy cat, and the power happens. I was just thinking someone who cringes a lot, like, you know, someone who cringes a lot gave birth to Connor. I don't know. Well, Connor's face makes me cringe, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. The the ginger who makes you a cringer. I don't know why I was suddenly so mean to Connor. I like Connor, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's it's, it's easy target, ginger jokes. I'm used to it. So, so no, uh, so we talk about DC Comics. I uh, coming up on this week's show. We will be talking about Detective Comics nine seventy, Action Comics nine nine three, Wonder Woman thirty six, The Flash thirty six, Mister Miracle number five, Supergirl sixteen, New Superman number eighteen, and Connor has his monthly uh, Connor's Corner segment where he will be discussing Red Hood and the Outlaws as uh, per per obligated by Patreon. Uh, there so. will be no holding back. Oh my. Uh, so that's what's coming up on this week's show. Uh, obviously, there's a few books that uh, came out as well that we don't typically cover. There's a few that only I read now. Uh, my plan is to sort of dip into those at the end of arcs uh, and sort of give updates uh, at the end rather than talking about them every issue. Uh, next month is the final issue of Superwoman, so I'll catch up for that and talk about the end of the book and how it wrapped up. But uh, yeah, so that's what's coming up. Uh, and there's a small bit of news and kind of the start of a new segment it's not a big thing it's not a big deal necessarily but we're going to start talking about the 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 sales figures a little bit uh, month to month when they come up now i had a bit of a debate with myself kind of like um with the solicits you know how the solicits have the early things where all the big things are announced first yeah. and a week later we had any of those yet uh no i don't believe so no i haven't seen any no, they're usually this this weekend aren't they it depends. Maybe it's different this month because it's Christmas. Yeah, but it feels really late to push it further towards Christmas. I don't, I don't pay attention. I don't even know so let's out until you guys say something. The, so. the, the only thing I saw this week is that uh, Marv Wolfman's doing a fill-in issue of Teen Titans uh, in yeah. February, I'm just I think. Saying it's, usually, it's usually roughly like the third Monday is solicits, which is you know this Monday coming, and the Monday after that is Christmas Day. So I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Uh really? But much like the solicits, how you get the, the big stuff early and then a week later you get the full things, it's kind of the same with the sales figures where you always get the top 10 in some of the overall figures one week and then the following week's when you get the full list of like top 300 or whatever it is. But I figure we're not really going to look through 300 anyway, so we might as well just take the early ones. Uh, so we obviously I'll, I'll get to the top 10. I think the interesting thing about, uh, we're obviously talking about last month, we're talking about November's uh, figures here. The interesting thing with this is that DC, for the first time in a good while, actually beat Marvel at market share. Oh, oh, snap. And I think that's notable just purely because November's like, what, the second or third month of Marvel Legacy? Their big push? Yeah, their big and, relaunch. and you remember how many books that Marvel have out. Like, just by sheer amount of books, they usually win. Yeah. Yep. Marvel still won the dollar share slightly, 
uh, based just on the fact that their books cost more. But yeah, uh, yeah they, they cheat it. Yeah, D- DC's um, unit share uh, of the market share was thirty nine point three seven percent compared to Marvel's thirty four point five two percent. So it's obviously being DC fans, as we do a DC podcast and not a Marvel podcast, so we are pleased by pre- that. Pretty solid lead as well. No, it's pretty good. Uh, and so yeah, Marvel Legacy has done nothing to kind of bolster things. It's also worth mentioning. This was a really interesting factoid: is that comics are down overall compared to last year. But the funny thing is, is DC are actually up fifteen percent compared to last November. Every other publisher is down. Yeah. That's crazy, considering that last November was earlier into Rebirth, where you expect it to be higher. Mm-hmm. So uh, it shows that some of these other series have picked up audiences over the yeah. years. Arguably, it's Doomsday Clock and Mel that are really... No, that's a fair point. ...bumping everything up. Uh, Another little factoid that's really uh, interesting is the last time there was a five-week November was in 2011, which was actually the most successful month of the New 52. And this November beat it. Damn. Because that was, was was again, new early early New 52, so before it could show It just started... Yeah, it was like two months in September. Yeah. yeah. So, that's just really impressive. That, that's fourteen. It's fourteen percent up from that November. So, and this is oh, year two of rebirth. So, Man, yeah. the dark days of the New Fifty Two. I know, amazing, right? Uh, but the other thing I want to do, the, the fun part of this that I want to, I want to have some fun with. I want to actually, because uh, I, I'm always going to assume that you two haven't seen these yet, so I can have some fun here, and make you guess what number one was, and maybe Doomsday some of the other entries. Okay, you're going with Doomsday Clock. Matt, you're also right. going with Doomsday Clock? Yeah, because it was the the event. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll be surprised if something's beat it. No, you are actually right. Doomsday Clock number one is number one. Uh, but okay, so what's your guess for number two for November? Batman. What's your guess, Connor? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. There was a, what, what came out metal-wise? The, there's the main book and which of the one-shots? No, there was no main book. There was Batman Lost oh, and right. then there was Batman the last uh, two or three Dark Bat- Batman books. I'll, 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 I'll take a punt on the Batman who laughs. It's actually a trick question because number two is also Doomsday Clock number one. Why, you ask? Uh, Beca- the, the, the regular cover because they solicit them separately yeah. for, the, for the 3D, don't they? Actually, the regular one was number one. Number two is the lenticular. Yeah, I, I just remember uh, they do solicit separately, don't they? But do you think that's fascinating? Because that's the sort of thing where if these were like four and five, you'd be, well, well that's fair enough because they're split in two because it's two different covers. And combine them, they're huge, yeah. Yeah, but they're actually still number one and two. Have, so have that... you got the, the figures for those, the, the numbers? No, they don't come with figures yet. It's not until next week we get actually figures for all the, all the books. It's a shame. Could, could really do, would see just, you know, add, added those together how well, much it well, is. Well, yeah, we'll have a peek next week and see what the actual figures are because you get the big Comicron, like, top 300 that actually tells you all the the amounts this is just the early report with all the top 10 and the, the percentages and whatnot all right so number three uh batman who laughs is number three i won't make you guess that because you kind of guessed that for number two uh, makes a lot of sense number four is batman lost number one makes sense uh what were your guesses so so you've, you've got the top four there what, what do you think some of the rest is of it is this top 10 has it got any marvel books in it <laughs> it, ha- it has two Marvel books in the top ten, and they're probably Spider-Man related. Nah, one of I them guess. might be a Star Wars book. They, More they Star usually, Wars. They usually creep up. Right. right, there's one Star Wars. Star Wars number thirty-eight is number ten. Yeah, because that was the first one of Gillen's run, so that's a a new run. So what's the other sense. Marvel book? I don't know enough of their books. 
It's a well-known yeah, character. Maybe Thor. You can make a stab. It's not Thor. <laughs> no. A new a new one started. Thor's usually in the top fifteen, but it's not in the top ten. A new run started on a big character with a really big creative team. Did it? Mm. <laughs> Captain America. There, there you go. Oh, yeah. Wayne Somney. Yeah, Captain oh, America 695. Not it's going to be a long run from the sounds which, of it. Which but... the, the biggest takeaway for it from that is it's as inoffensive as possible. It's after it's Nick Spencer's cool. run. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's yeah. fine. I mean, you get those two creators I've, on a character like I've that. That's what you want. It's very 90s because obviously. Yeah. Cap change post nine eleven, and this feels yeah. just like the the pre nine eleven cap apparently. Yeah. But so as I said, as inoffensive as possible. Which, yeah. yeah. So uh, we got four slots left. Right, we got five, six. Uh, Captain America's at number eight, so we got five, six, seven, and nine. They're well, all DC. One of them's uh, at least one action comics issue because that'll be Oz effect. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Snap. <laughs> I mean, let's just say it may upset Matt what all four are. So they're all Batman related. Yeah, so, that's... Uh, uh, one of them. Because the casuals love Batman. So, <laughs> there's, there's a tech in there. Is that lonely place I live in still? No detective. No? Okay. Uh, number five is Batman 35. Number six is Batman 34. Number seven is Batman the Devastator, number one. And then uh, number nine is Batman Annual, number two. To be fair, most of them deserve to be. Devastate is the only one that seems too high. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman is Doomsday, bro. We gotta buy that. I don't know what well, it's about, that, but I like the that, cover. That's, that's your Superman representation. Cherish it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shut up, Matt. Take me a given. <laughs> no. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, but yeah, so just, just to sort of sum that up, uh, DC had 8 out of 10 books in the top 10. Um, and it was Doomsday Clock and a lot of Batman. Oh, I mean, that's it's not really fair to say that because half of them are actually metal, and I would say they're more about the event than they are about being Batman. But yeah, uh, yeah, they just happen to be Batman related. Yeah, the the, the two Batman issues are always in the top it's, ten. They always do well. It's, but it's kind of showing the shotgun method that Marvel's been using. We're we're just gonna throw new books out there. Isn't gaining traction anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole argument that number ones sell because of number ones. Doesn't seem like it's holding water as much. I, I think Especially, it's, it's diminished over the years. They, they've, they've kept doing yeah. it, and every time they do it, it just works a little bit less. And we're at a point now yep. where it just doesn't work at all. It's just yeah, not enough. It's watered down. Yeah, you know. And then you have you know, DC going through numbers like we're up to issues like forty coming up, and Rebirth happened last March, April. When was yeah. it announced? You know. Yeah, I think, I think it started in May. Uh, it was announced in March. The one shot was the end of May, and yeah. then the books proper started in June. That was, yeah. Yep. So we we we're not properly coming up on two years yet, and they're coming up on issue forty. So, you know, it shows people. I think people do like higher numbers. You know, like it makes it feel like it's a part of something. No so, stupid argument, but I'm not going to make you guess all the the trades because you never really remember what all the trades were released. But what I will tell you is that there are one, two three, four DC trades, and they're all Rebirth trades. Okay, and there's The Walking Dead Volume 1 still in there, right? <laughs> that, that's uh, always in there. Yeah. Actually, it's not. Oh my god, I think I think every time Times I've ever changed. looked at these numbers, <laughs> it's always been there. No, uh, so the DC trades that have, have charted in the top 10, again, we'll get like a full list of like the top 100 or whatever next, next week, but uh, we got number three is Flash Volume 4. Uh, running scared. Number four is Wonder Woman Volume Four. God Watch. 
Number eight is Superman Volume Four Black Dawn, and number ten is Justice League Volume Four Endless. That's disappointing okay. that one, sir. Yeah, Justice League's disappointing. Uh, just in case you're curious about the rest, number one is Star Wars Darth Vader Volume One Imperial Machine. Number two is Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe again. <laughs> again. again. Um, number five Ooh. is Rick and Morty Volume One. Number six is Star Wars Rogue One Adaptation. Ugh. Uh, number seven is... Oh, that was done by Jody Hauser, I think. Oh, was it? I, I, I'm ucking I'm, I'm because of um, Rogue One, not because of, I know anything about the book. Well, I, I'm not a fan of comic adaptations either. It's just like, well... What's I the mean, point? You saw the movie, so you want to watch it in storyboard <laughs> no, form? I, I agree. I like novel adaptations because you yeah. can get into the heads of some well, of the characters, get extra yeah. thoughts. So that's there's a benefit to that, but comics yeah. typically slash things out rather than add things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, and then number seven is Journey to Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma. That's really good. Yeah, I recommend it. I have those all in my uh, in my pull box. And then number that's nine shot. is Star Wars: Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. Hey, he got it right. Can tell I've never read mm-hmm. that word before. I really paused and thought about it. Well, um, I, I realized that most of the Star Wars stuff is very phonetic until you get to the new movie, and then they just throw that out the window. And stuff's not spelled the way it should. Eh. Guys, we're not talking about Star Wars. It's not happening. I I, I will edit every single word of it out. I was giving you you credit because, you know, you can read. Because (laughs) Dr. Weir looks like it sounds. Oh, you you clearly don't watch the TV news videos. Oh, my. I have some rough runs in that that, that show. Um, So, obviously, Star Wars are doing quite well in the trade uh, area. But, admittedly, I I don't know if that's just because we're up to a new movie, so it's a bit more heavy than it normally is, perhaps. Quite possibly. But I imagine those typically do well in the bookstore, anyway. They're that sort of thing. Yeah, they probably do. I'm just wondering if if having, what, four was that? Four or five in the top ten? Or maybe just because of the movies coming out and it's... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Well, Especially... they, they get predominant. I know at the bookstore I go to, it, they have a, an entire you know section in the the trades that's just Star Wars stuff because yeah. of the movie that's coming out. You know, yeah. So uh, I wonder how long that was going on for. You know, uh, probably a while, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So that was just a bit of, bit of sales talk. We'll do that once a month. Uh, maybe have a small update next week when we get the the full Riveting. list of the figures. Hey, we had fun. Did you not have fun? I had fun there. I'm, I'm no, not sure. you love numbers. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. You look at numbers and go, goody. I want feedback. People, people. No, uh, no, no. No, no. Matt, this is the thing. That wasn't even numbers. That was just lists. <laughs> that's, that's I want feedback. Pardon my ignorance. Dear, dear listeners slash viewers, if you enjoyed that segment and would like us to discuss the sales charts every month, by all means, let us know on Twitter or in the comments. Well, tell Peter he likes lists just too much, and and this is maybe a bit a bit too far. It's on his Twitter bio. Master. I, I I think I, I think I think making you guess what, what what was in the top ten was fun, but call me crazy. Uh, oh. All right, what well, well, a little bit of news before we go on. This is a small thing, but uh, they announced a thing. Uh, they've got like a mini convention they're doing in, in January. Uh, it's called DC and DC. So no no points for guessing where it's taking place. Uh, but it's taking place over uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and uh, they're going to premiere Black Lightning in the first episode uh, at this event. And That's pretty cool. What, what what day is that? Martin Luther King. Uh, it's usually yeah, yeah. the D- third D- Monday in, in January. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, so they've got a little cast there. They're going to do a panel. They've got some comic creators there doing doing uh, doing some panels and stuff. Uh, just quickly, Jim Lee, Julie Benson, Shauna Benson, Chef Fontana. 
uh, Tom King, Steve Orlando. Uh, yeah, so uh, Maruka Tamaki. Basically. basically, if you write for DC, you'll probably be there. I mean, no, it's, it's not a lot. There's, there's a lot of them missing as well, but it seems like a good handful of people uh, yeah. who are working on books currently who are going to be there. Uh, I imagine it's based on who was available, because it doesn't sound like this was... I mean, not last minute, but it doesn't sound like it was like something they knew about all year, like Comic Con, well, where they've got. King all. lives in DC, right? Does he? Like, News to me. I think he lives I'd, in I'd the suburbs. So, based on his previous job. Yeah, because he's a so, secret agent. He worked for the CIA. <laughs> well, and I and I had just missed him uh, when he came to Disneyland, and he was talking about taking a long plane ride because uh, I follow him on Twitter. So, I'm guessing he you would have to live there. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, he could always move, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense if he has. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, uh, but no, so it's uh, that's just, that's just cool. Uh, so yeah, small little thing, but uh, worth mentioning all the same. Uh, so with that, I think we can uh, get cracking onto this week's books. Cool. Everyone's so excited. I know. I'm disappointed. There's no more lists of sales figures to talk about, but uh, alas, we have to actually talk about books. I'm just waiting till we get to the good books, the really good books. <laughs> <laughs> basically I'm saying I want to talk about Mr. Miracle oh, yeah, I was going to say well, you mean the books that are behind the curtain the beads you might get to the good books in the back you know the ones no, we keep under the to, counter he wants to talk about Red Hood I'm falling asleep during the uh, the section where I don't read those couple of books before that so I'm conveniently it's a shame because they're the solid books right we Matt I've got happy things to talk about so yeah, especially, especially New Superman so good. uh but we will start with Detective Comics 970, James Tinneying the fourth, and Joe Bennett on art. Uh, this was just an issue that was kind of had a lot of plot threads moving forward. It's kind of building on this same idea that these, the the the, the Batman crew, the Gotham Knights, the the footage and photographs that are spreading around are seemingly going to a lot of different people. There, the mystery is being lifted, and there's a lot of conversation about. You know, is this a bad route to be going down? Like, and even even Tim's attitude, where he keeps trying to make it bigger and bolder, and he's like, "Oh, I've I've got an idea where I'll bring in Batgirl to like th- do this with the with the tech, and I'll I'll bring in you know Leslie Tompkins to set up like a, a bat ambulance." And it's yeah, like, he wants to reroute the police scanners so that they only get the small time stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, Tim, yeah, because this could not possibly go wrong in any type, way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's not like everyone's scared of them expanding and militarizing as it is. Yeah. That's yeah. not that's not happening on the news right now. Yeah, well, so so it's basically going down that rabbit hole a little bit, and obviously it's advancing the actual plot with the victim syndicate, who by the end of the issue basically grab Clayface, and they have Clayface uh, captive. He's got a couple of sweet moments with Cass. Steph has uh, a couple of confrontational moments with Tim. She's kind of realising that he's... Look how sassy she is. Oh, she's very sassy. She's really just owned it. You know, Stephanie with Tim. Oh, yeah. Like, you're an idiot. Uh, We have this whole thing where future you came, and you're making all the same mistakes. So I will see you later. Yeah. And even uh, Colonel Kane's coming to visit Kate and being like, hey... Uh, yeah, that 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 Tim fellow, he's uh, making some waves. He's 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 even contacting me, trying to like arrange things and set yeah. up a system. Uh, probably want to stop. Well, he him. brought up Ulysses too, uh, which I liked. Like, yeah, he said he meant, he got, he got, yeah, he got fired. It's like okay, that yeah. that it. No no other repercussions. You're just gonna leave no. him to his own devices. That that yeah. that seems like that's gonna come back. He's he's no longer part of the colony. Well, then you apprehended him, right? No, we just kind of let him go. <laughs> he's out there floating around to for you guys to deal with later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The fact that he's going to be a super villain in a couple of weeks, yeah, ignore that. He's never going to feel bitter that he got fired and, and come after you, no. is he? 
Uh, well, well, I think what came on a Friday, his whole weekend was ahead of him. No, see, that's oh. the thing. I, th- I think, sure, I think what Kane's banking on here is that his obsession with Tim's so strong that he'll forget about Kane and just go after Tim. That's what he's banking on. It might work. Yeah. That might work. It, was, it all seems flawed. But uh, I thought this was a fine issue. It was just kind of moving everything ahead a little bit. There was, it wasn't like a standout thing where, like, I, I love this because of this reason or this. It was just kind of moving all the plots yeah. forward a little bit uh, yeah. and was solid as it was doing it, but nothing particularly special i would say in the run as you know compared to other issues I agree. again it's, it's mostly things that work because they've been built up, like the the moments between clayface and, and cass yeah yeah that's and then the way that it ends with the, the victim syndicate basically tampering with basil we talked about last week with the the lex luther stuff kind of just sputtering out and we kind of wanted a moment this feels like if he does go back to being like the monster clayface it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it feels much more earned, doesn't it? Yeah. Like I like that that moment where um you know Clayface says, Oh, what if I just go back to my old ways and Cass just goes, I'll hit you. I'm <laughs> scared that's foreshadowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm worried about that because obviously Clayface is worried that he's he's just a bad person anyway. But he, he goes to Mudface to give her the cure first. Uh because again he's he's a nicer person he's yeah, trying to be Which see, which again that, shows that really... he's not the monster. See to me, it feels like like I know this is just really cynical, but it's like, hey, I'll let this te- get tested on you first. This this can't go wrong. No, no you're, because I, you've been cynical. Even his, yeah. his conversation with Doctor October. Wait, it's Doctor October, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is I Veritas October? There's all these doctors in the DC in the last five five or so years, and they get them all mixed up. But uh, no, because he's he's talking about how he feels bad and like. There's one person that can't control it, and she's like this because of me. I'm fully responsible, and I want to fix her. And then that's where he tells her, and she completely turns on him and is like, no, see, I want you to feel like the monster because you did this to me. And it's, it, you know, the victim syndicate who kind of seem benevolent, you know, in their their goals a little bit to kind of show that Batman's not this shining knight. Yeah, they're fully bad guys, without a doubt. You know. Oh yeah, because at the end you have anarchy there. You have the rest of the, the syndicate there because they're, they're actually conspicuous by their absence. Because uh, you, you, I was expecting to see a lot more of them based on the end of the last issue, but we don't. And it's just before the end when this happens, where Tim looks at the security cameras at Arkham and all the doors are open. Like, wait, what's going on? Something weird's yep. happening. Yeah. Uh, so you, you don't actually see the syndicate till the very last page. Yeah. Yep. Um and obviously the, the big moment where Steph walks out and she's like, I, I'm, I'm leaving. And he's like, hey, do you mean the Belfry? Do you mean just right now? Do you mean leaving me? Do you mean leaving yep. the team? And she's like, I'll get back to you. I'm like, oh, I was cold. <laughs> I was yep. damn cold. Well, that's what he deserves. And I, and I loved him. He's my favorite Robin, you know, but... He's being an obsessive dick right now. Yeah, like, again, his time by himself in, in Mr. Oz's, you know, prison didn't do him any good. No, it's not so... left him in the best of places. No. Yeah, it kind of feels like he's barreling towards that uh, Days of Future Bats. Uh, at a yeah, at a faster pace than he would have because, you know, Future Tim had told him, you know, this is where things start to go, and you go off to college and realize that you, you know, you want back. Well, he didn't even go to college. He, you know, yeah, he's just he bypassing just that and straight, to, straight it. to it. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm it's like I'm enjoying the plot, and mostly because it has been stuff that's been built up over the entire run. It feels like it's utilizing everything it's kind of set up and utilizing all the plot threads and whatnot. Uh, as an issue on its own, it was just 
kind of fine. Is it this is the next chapter, right. and we'll yeah. be back next time. And that's okay. Art, art was decent. Again, still have some problems. Clayface is a bit round. Mm. Yeah, it's his head specifically. It's just very, very round. There's not very many, you know, clay ridges that we used to seeing. Again, I think the art kind of uh, leads to the overall feeling of it. So it's a solid, solid seven out of ten issue, if you will, because it's like it's serviceable. It's getting the job done. It's not bothering me for the most part, but it's not exactly blowing me away either. It's not, it's not giving me, you know, jaw dropping panels or sequences or. Yeah. I think it's like um, what it is good at is the facial expressions, which really works for like Tim and Stephanie. Mm. Yeah, but it does suffer a bit when you get you know Clayface and and Cassie. Yeah, uh, so no, uh, Cassie and Clayface probably the standout moments for me. I think in this one. Yeah. So, uh, mm. all right. I, I guess we'll, we'll swiftly move on to Action Comics nine nine three. Uh, Dan Jurgens on both yes. rating and art. Uh, so. Yeah, Jurgens just did the pencils, uh, but then it, yeah. it had uh, Prado and Smith do the the finished art. It said, "Oh, did it? Uh, I mean, typically, I mean, I'll, I'll, often I just assume when they say art, I, I usually just assume it's the pencils unless I otherwise pay attention." Yeah, yeah. This one specifically said just it says story and pencil art, and then it's got the two others for the finished mm, ink yeah. art. Because I, I usually assume there's a different inker or possibly a different colorist and whatnot. Because I mean, colorist especially tends to be someone else, not yeah, always, yeah. but it tends to be. No. Uh, anyway, so. Superman used the cosmic treadmill. Booster Gold showed up just a little bit too late, despite being a time traveler. And Skeet's yep. like, "Yeah, well, even if we tried again, we'd probably just be slightly off. So we have to yep. sort of deal with where we are now." Going uh, forward. So Superman's been shot into the past. He's arriving on Krypton. He's like sort of sneaking around. He has that weird moment where he feels like he's been ripped apart or whatever the, before he lands on Krypton, yeah. and. Uh, he sees uh, Jor-El and Zod working together as, as allies and all these things. And meantime, Booster Gold's just trying to get there. He's like, okay, we need to go. Let's get in there. He has to fight the Flash a little bit. Flash shows up and like, hey, what are you doing with my, my treadmill? He's, like, he's not very mm-hmm. happy. Barry's Barry's pissed. And Booster well, being Booster. Here's the thing. Thing. Up until you get to Lombard being the world's biggest Booster fan, which I love, and I'll fight him over being the world's biggest Booster fan, um, like... It feels like nobody knows who Booster is. Like, Flash doesn't act I, like... I, no, I disagree with that. Flash is like, no, we put this up here to, to keep it from people like you. Yeah, but not like... You, you would think, like, if Booster can come and go as he pleases, right? Like, that's not going to stop him anyways. So it felt like there was an unfamiliarity with him. Like, he was just some random hero. Not like, oh, this is Booster Gold and he's a, a fool. You know what I mean? Mm. I just it felt it felt like there was a disconnect, and I don't, and I think that's on purpose. No, I, uh, I think because it's only Flash that, that I could buy that with, because Superman clearly knows him, and you know, like I say, Lombard knows yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, Lombard's got an office full of stuff. He's got, and, a, he's got a shrine. Yeah, and it's, not, jo- it's yeah. not an office; it's a shrine. Love and it. John's running away to escape seeing his jockstrap. So. Uh, which sounds like you know that that sounds like you know f- f- phone the police right now. There's a predator on the list. He's trying to show a child his jockstrap. You know? Yeah, well, it's a signed jockstrap from Booster Gold. Like, so it's not like he's modeling it. Like, you know, <laughs> John. Hey, we're not sure of that he might. He might. He, when he says, "Oh, I'll show you my jockstrap," he might come out wearing it. Like, you know, he he clearly wears it every day. Oh yeah, I love with pride. Well, I love that John says. Uh, my dad says real heroes don't need branding, right? And it's such a meta moment because I think the Superman S is like the most recognizable yeah. superhero mm. branding of all time. So I thought that was funny. 
but yeah, the, the stuff with Booster though, like, and Superman, he's clearly not on Krypton, as we know it. Not as because we know it. He goes in the the time vortex and things yeah. change. Yeah, there's, there's something not quite right. He sees like fragments yep. of various realities, or maybe of just one that's not the one he, he's aware of. Um, and I, I do like that Booster references that there's already like some sort of, something wrong with time at this yep. time period. He mentions that there's already mm-hmm. like a ripple that shouldn't be there. Uh, so yep. you know, Booster's you know aware of Manhattan's uh, meddling as well, oh. which is nice. Uh, I think the art is typically enjoyable. I, I especially like the uh, I like how Booster looks, but I also like how Krypton looks. Like when Superman's like that, that first yeah. like full page spread of him looking at Krypton's, yeah. uh, yeah. it's quite nice. Proper like sci-fi. That. Yeah, proper sci-fi. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, no, I, I, I mostly mostly dig it. I, I think the other plot point we need to bring up before we talk about the ending is. Lois, like General Lane, apparently has been taken yeah. by enemy forces and is going to be executed. Were, were we aware of this situation yeah, with, with Lois and her dad? Well, not not that one, but we know about uh, was it Lom Lomgata, or is it? Let me find it. Once the right, it's that African nation that Superman during the Oz effect that was. Oh, oh is that other. okay? It's that's uh, the same place. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a nice catch. Then that you remembered that. <laughs> of course, it, it, it's Superman. Uh, Lagamba. Lagamba. Mm. Yeah, where where they fired on the rebels and the rebels fired on the city and Superman, you know, had to stop it. And it was all Mr. Oz that was forcing it. But seems like General Lane led a contingent in there, like a black ops, and got busted. Uh, which, again, that seems weird. Because, as Lois says, like, generals don't lead those. Yeah. So what was he doing? So of course yeah, he something fishy. Knows. Something yeah. fishy is going on with General yeah. Lane. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of that. Uh, but of course, John overhears all this. He's using his super hearing, the cheeky little bugger. Um, uh, I really like the page as well. Actually, after Booster like sort of blasts Superman because Superman's about to like make himself known on Krypton, and he's like, "No, don't mess with things. Don't intervene. We need to get out of here before any more troubles caused." Superman's not very happy, but it's a good, nice, full page spread. I like it. They both look really good. Yep. Um, I, I think sometimes Jurgen's art suffers when he has to draw them be really small in a panel. Like, when he draws yeah. really simple versions that are small, I don't think they look that great. Uh, he but, loses detail. Yeah. You know, but, they kind of lose together. big version of them, though, you get a lot of detail. It looks really nice. Um, yep. But, no, so basically we have the cliffhanger where some Kryptonian guards have spotted them, and Superman, uh, because it's a red sun, uh, Bruce is like, hey, you're helpless. Great. Now we're stuck in Krypton, yeah. and I need to be the hero. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the issue for the most part is just all about the the trip there. You know, it's Superman arriving, then it's Booster chasing after mm-hmm. him and getting there uh, is basically most of the issue. But I can't deny I had fun with pretty much almost all of it. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's insane that when when New uh, Re- New Fifty Two when Rebirth started, uh, Superman was the book, and Action Comics was fine, but you know it was definitely yeah. the the second book. It was definitely yeah. the B book. And it's kind of funny how yeah. we've shifted almost. Where action's still a bit hit and miss, but I feel like it's hitting better than more often than uh, Superman yeah, is I now. Yeah, I don't think action is as good as Superman was. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely much better than Superman is yeah. right now. It's also it's oh, playing with those the, high highs. Yeah, it, the low lows. It's playing with a lot more like bigger Superman ideas. I think because Superman was more the family book; it was more personal and. Yep. Yeah, that kind of thing. Whereas this is playing with more big plot ideas, where he's going back it's, to Krypton it, and try to. Yeah, but see, I'll, I'll always take consistency to the peaks and valleys, and Action Comics has been pretty consistent from the start. So you know, at worst, we always go, oh, okay, that was fine. I mean, there were some 
of the Oz Effect issues we weren't that high on. But most of the other stuff, I think, has been... Yeah, there hasn't been anything where I've gone, oh, that was a rough issue, where no. I've, yeah, I've definitely felt that was Superman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Superman's very lopsided, though, because it was just very consistently strong for a long time, yeah. and then it dipped, and now it's been very consistently not that great for wish, a long time. I wish Tomasi and Gleason could just, you know, do, do like, Hamilton County stuff, because that's when they seem to be at their best. Yeah. When they were playing with all their own things, and, you know, forced them to move them back to Metropolis. So... Yeah, but so, I, I don't think that's the problem with it. It's just the, the stories no. they've went down since then. Yeah, have just, to I feel just... like they didn't know what to do with it once they got back yep. into the city. Yep, mm. exactly. Do we think that Krypton being changed is Manhattan in, a, in an attempt to stop Superman ever reaching Earth, to stop Superman existing? No. No. Because they still, because Krypton still explodes. This is, you see all the ships leaving. So this is, I think, a, a what if they actually but, got but, off the planet. Okay, but in that scenario, Superman would leave with his family. He wouldn't end up with the Kents. But it's not the it's not the mainline universe. Okay. When when he went through that shattering, he like shifted into one of the the parallel. Because as as far as I understand, how the multiverse works through Morrison is there's 52 main Earths, right, or 51 because you count Earth zero. But each of those have an infinite well, still number 52. of... Still 52. Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... It's, not, it's, it's, it's number not zero through... As, yeah, it's, right. but it's still 52. That's how math works. Okay. Numbers, again, I don't care. It still fits my point. Uh, that... Uh, but there's an infinite number of, like, parallel that go with each of them. And it's kind of how they kept alive the infinite Earths kind of idea. Um, so this wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those parallel... You know, Krypton. Krypton exploded still, but the Kryptonian culture lives on. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not necessarily convinced one way or the other if he actually shifted to an alternate universe here in this this issue. I don't think it's very clear if he did or didn't. Uh, now, obviously, there's an implication with AC Zod and Jor-El working together, but they did work yeah. together at one point before things went bad and before everything deteriorated. Yeah. Well, I mean, then what was up with the the shot of the all the planets leaving Krypton? All the ships, right? Well, yeah, but that's when yeah. he's going through the time stream. That's, I mean, that's that's different from when he lands. Yeah, yeah. True. When when he lands, he's at the dock. So presumably, he's before that. It's, yeah. You know, these are all the ships where they right. will leave from. Sports. Yeah. So gotcha. if he has a different Krypton, yeah. it's still it's before whatever's going to happen happens. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But it could it could be this, the the regular Krypton maybe. Uh, we'll just need yeah. to see kind of what it does. I, next I just issue. think it's interesting that panel of him going through the time vortex. It plays you know the the two sides. So the left side yeah. is kind of the version that we recognise with the explosion and then the one rocket, and then the right version has goes around from the other way and it has all the ships. But we do see Krypton on its own first, where it's it seems much more stable compared yeah. to what we. Th- used to this see. is why I don't think he's went to an alternate universe. I think it's showing the two possible outcomes from whatever he's going to do here. Okay. You know, like like whatever he's going to do here in this story is going to affect it, and this is what might happen if he actually alters it. But I think ultimately, what's going to happen is he's going to have to accept that he can't alter it because it'll have a knock-on effect and change yeah, things well, that, down that the line. John's Booster Gold run, those six issues he wrote, you can't... Certain uh, elements are concreted into time, and no matter what you try to do, they're fated to happen. Uh, but yeah, what I want to know what's up with that image that looks like a Lois, but in Kryptonian gear. Like, who's that lady? Because is that supposed to be Ursa? What's like, that? Is that in the, in the time thing? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by his uh, left leg. Oh, okay. I see. Hmm. But I don't. I don't think it is Lois. No, no, no. But I just said she kind of looks like Lois. Yeah, with yeah. The dark hair and and features. So I mean, but she's wearing the House of L stuff. She is. You know? It's definitely not his mother because, you know, his mother's right. a blonde. Basically, it looks like in that that right hand side that the entire planet's evacuated and everyone survives. So mm-hmm. it's either. Uh, maybe Superman's wife in this if this timeline happens, yeah. or his daughter if this timeline happens, or his sister, sister. if this yeah, yeah just whoever. Yeah. The, the idea being that his family continues, because gotcha. uh, you see him working with Azod there as well at the bottom. Like the, the mm-hmm. society's been held together, so right. Uh, so clearly that's what we're not going to get because we're not going to completely change <laughs> everything. Uh, right, but that's well, we definitely get that for the arc, but not. Oh yeah, arc. sure, yeah, obviously, but you know what I mean, like right. that's. But I mean, obviously, we wouldn't be seeing this if we weren't going to explore it in some way. But yeah, uh, yeah. So no, I, I think that's. I just I just don't know what happened in Kryptonian culture where everybody had to wear a cape. Like imagine they, living in that they society. Got, they, got, they got cool as shit. Is what happened. I, well, I guess there's, there's not a reason like why they need to, Matt. It's like a tie. No one needs to wear a tie. We do it for yeah, for, I know, for but dress like, sense. But there's but, a reason why in certain society, like why cloaks and capes fell out of favor for other things. You know what I mean? Like So they just never got one of those reasons to stop using them. Fashion fashion is fashion is cyclical. Well capes came back around. I'll just say this. I think fashion in and of itself is stupid. Uh so I don't like people telling me this is what I have to wear because this is it's cool in the moment. So, you know, uh That's that is the benefit of a of a shirt and tie. It's kinda timeless, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's a weird comfort. Matt, Matt we're, we're, the, the caping Krypton is not saying. a fashion statement. The caping Krypton is like wearing a tie, which is not a fashion thing at all. It's just what everyone does when they're yeah, supposed but, to but dress you up. Get, you can get like you you you, you personalize your tie. That's that's the bit of individuality in, in your. They can in personalize your a cape. They so can that, have different that's colors. What I'm that, that, that's yeah. maybe what they do. I'm, I'm just saying. So wearing capes when you just it seems like. Do you, do you no think they have culture died? Do you think they have novelty capes? <laughs> Probably. Oh, yes. I need a novelty cape. What is this conversation? All I know is if I lived on Krypton, I would have, like, a Captain Marvel half cape just to stick it to the man. Because, like, I don't wear pants. I wear shorts routinely just because, you know, no one's going to tell me that it's cold that I have to wear pants. More shorts. Damn it. My legs need to be free. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I encourage this far too long. What? <laughs> It was a stupid question to start with. We just spent three minutes talking about capes and an alternate society yeah. where, where it's normal Everything to wear we one. Talk about is capes and cowls. So come on. Exactly. <sighs> oh, we'll be starting on the cowl. It's gonna be so hot under there. Right. Stop like, putting off. Wa- stop putting off Wonder Woman. We're going to talk about Wonder Woman. Shut up, Matt. I don't want to though. Tough. <laughs> we're doing it. God damn it, we're doing it. Yeah. I want to go back to the list. I want to go back to the sales figures. I want to go back to that stuff. Proof that he's an android, guys. It's all yeah. Like you wouldn't want to go back to that off. instead of this issue of Wonder Woman. Like you wouldn't want to. <sighs> Aye. Alright, let, let's do Wonder Woman. I miss Rucka so much. Right. So, taking us on to Wonder Woman number 36, Jane Robinson writing, Carlo Pugelane on the art. Although I have typoed that and I've put an H instead of the G, so it looks weird. That's a weird word to say. Pagulian. Pagulane. Pagulane. Yeah, that's, that's how I go with it. But not that I'm saying I'm right. As probably. Uh, I have to look at it to say it. Like if I'm reading it, I can say it. But 
know. But anyways, this issue. Yeah, I'm ready for this. This to be done. This this arc. Uh, and... Honestly, if it wasn't honestly... for the last page, I think I'd be done. No, but even then, you know it's been coming from the start. Like the first time you see that character, you're like, well, he's well someone, clearly, yeah. yeah. Matt, and, Matt, 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 Matt. This is horrible radio. Specify who you're talking about. You don't just say. Well, so in the in the first issue, we met Hercules' lawyer, right? I can't remember what his name was though, because um, it's and he's just Hercules' lawyer. And throughout the issue, we, you see Wonder Woman and Jason. You know they. Darkseid shows up and he does Darkseid things. And at the end, the lawyer shows back up and he has another thing up his sleeve. He's actually Zeus. Um, and I just... Uh, a little bit of that. He's got another thing up his sleeve. He's actually yeah. Zeus. That's not a thing up his yeah. sleeve. That's just... That is the sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sleeve. I just... I preferred, again, this is me going back to Roger, when the when the gods would present themselves, it was in ways where they're not you know, typically normal. You know, they'd show up as animals or you'd feel their presence. So for the fact that he just shows up and is this personified, human-looking... Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I'm used to that in in comics still. Yeah, but, you know, we we set that baseline. You know what I mean? Like, going forward from here. And now you're just going to bring this up, you know. I don't know. It feels like it just undercuts what we've been doing. Here's the thing. Hercules... Was by far the best part of this arc. We agree with that, Easy. right? Yep. So, my hope is that Zeus can tap into some of the Hercules goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so there's an issue. So, I mean, so we jump. Matt, of course, does not know how to uh, go through an order. He has to jump to the end. No, that was my fault. To be fair, I was the one who said that last page is I the other thing. Keep me uh, reading. I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. I'm, I'm just, I'm a fan of a good structure. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I know. And I like to, you basically like to play Jenga as clean as possible, and I just like to come over and kick it down. <laughs> I would never play a game where the point is to to topple like tower. Over. No, that's not the point. The point is to build no, and, and not exactly. to topple. And you're you're doing it all nice and clean, and I just come over and go, nope. <laughs> you like that nerd? Ah. <sighs> Sometimes, sometimes. He's wondering why he still does this, isn't he? Uh, he um, does, I know. Um, especially, I mean, you combine this issue of Wonder Woman with putting up with you two, and, like, it's just it's a bad concoction. Um, so this you issue, don't want to talk about it. So this issue is Wonder Woman is tied up, and he, he got, he got, what's her brother's name? Jason. James? Boring. Jason. <laughs> 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 Boring, you say? Oh, oh. I'll be honest, I, I, I happen to actually just see it on a panel okay. in front of me, which is why I knew that straight away. Oh, so, so I, just, I feel so stupid for being excited this was ever a thing coming out of Dark Side War. But I also, you know, younger me was so stoked about the third Summers brother. Hey, hey, and hey. Like, we haven't done the three Batman yet. Or three Jokers, no, even. Three Jokers. Yeah, well, yeah. what were you getting at? Uh, look, so, so we've so, had too many Batman in the last couple of months. So, so Grail and, and Jason. <laughs> Grail and Jason. Guys, let me get through this goddamn plot. Grail and Jason. Next, or shall I? That's it, I'm muting the two of you. Right, so Jason and Grail are got Wonder Woman tied up, and they're basically just like, meh, 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 we're villains, and we have you tied up, and what are you going to do about it? And, sorry? Oh, I can still hear you, yeah, sure, but they can't, so as far as they're concerned, this is 
Completely uninterrupted. Uh, All right, I'll take them off mute because I'll forget to do it, and then we'll just have the rest of the show being yeah. Mute. <laughs> so I'm just that, like, I'm that, just waiting till I go off mute. Other than blank space. <laughs> anyway, so so it's, it's all just one big thing, and. It doesn't really amount to much. Basically, she's trying to talk sense to Jason, and Jason doesn't really accept it. She eventually just breaks out anyway and starts fighting, and that's that's it. That and then he just shows up because she's like, "Yeah, I've just been letting you guys monologue, you know." No, like... it's an okay moment, but it's completely ruined by a horrible bit of dialogue. Let me find the the phrase yeah. that pissed uh, me find off. Find the dialogue. Hold on. The art was quite nice. Yeah, that's all right. I uh, mean, it's still supposed to be Lupacino throughout, so no, no, it wasn't. It was Pagliano and Lupacino were in it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, it- yeah, here, here's the line of dialogue that I hated. So it's after she's break free, she's fighting with Grail, and she says, I'm already sorry, Jason, and then she yells that I ever met you. Like a Ugh. child. That is a horrible line of dialogue to come out of Wonder Woman's mouth. And this lady was an ambassador at one time? Yeesh. I'm <laughs> sorry I ever met you. My God. Come yeah, on. La, 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 la. I know you are, but what am I? Uh, honestly, the only, the only part of the issue I kind of liked was uh, Waller and uh, Steve going yeah. to visit Giganta for info. I kind of liked that scene because it was just kind of like yeah. contextual. Well, they tied back up the first issue. Yeah, mythology, building, you know. Yeah. So, how are we feeling about teenage Darkseid? Young teenage? Uh, I mean, it's hard to guess he can't, he can't get into bars yet, but... It's you know, really hard a- to tell his age. I'm indifferent, I guess. I don't really have strong feelings. It's like Vin Diesel that way. You can tell me Vin Diesel's anywhere from 38 to 54, and I'm going to believe it. So (laughs) that that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I also I thought there was a weird part where it was kind of flashing back to like when she first first met Jason, which by the way was like earlier today. (laughs) <laughs> in the timeline, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought that was actually confusing. I actually got really confused the first time it just cut to like the, the different oh, colouring, yeah. and I'm like, well, "What's happening here?" And it wasn't until the next page where it was like, "Oh, it's just recounting their first like lines together." I'm like, "But this was like earlier today. Why is she having this weird flashback? This was hours ago." Yeah, that was weird. I don't get it. Strange. I mean, at least you, I think you could tell all right through the art because you know it, it did the it went more you know almost uh yeah they look different. Yeah, so you could tell it was different because of that, even without the, the dialogue. Yeah, but it wasn't until the next page that I really got that, oh, it's just their first meeting again. Because I got confused, is this like a fantasy version of how they met? Like, where it's much better? <laughs> but no, yeah. it's just... And, and, but this was two issues ago for us, and for her it was six, six hours, hours ago. Yeah, something like that. Eight hours, uh, <laughs> Not, not, not definitely no more, no more than 12 hours at the absolute <laughs> most. This arc is brought to you by the producers of 24. This, the events occur in real time. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Each page is exactly one minute. See, that's not a bad concept if it played right. I mean, hell, we had that, that, the start of the button was like, each panel is one second. That, that worked quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. I mean, it works for the Flash. I don't know if it would work for every other character, but it works for a Flash fight, like that one did. Yeah, that one did. So, also when this started, we had that thing with Jason, and she was like, no, brother, you know, at the very, very beginning. I have no Uh, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like a little tease, a little flash forward of something that's going to happen. Yeah. So... We think that he tries to take out Zeus, or, or what? Like, well, he changes his I'll mind here. I don't remember this. Because he, he stops Grill from killing Wonder Woman, or at least he tries to. He's, he's yeah, like, oh, yeah. that, that fell so flat. 
It did feel oh, flat. Oh, I don't oh, care. I can't go through that after all. You're, 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 this is blood. I'm like, shut up. You were, you were evil like ten seconds ago. Just stick with it. <laughs> Well, this is the problem. This is the problem. Is because we only just met him because he was just, just very quickly made this evil character. There's no weight to him, so there's no reason to believe that this turned to the good side. In the space of two issues, well, well, three issues, we've had him be start as good, reveal that he's evil, an issue that explained his backstory as to why he was evil, and then him turn back to being good. Was he ever really evil? Or was he just like just yeah. full of self interest? You know what I mean? But, but just you, you know, he he had his his, his turn. He, he went against her, so that was enough to be counted as a, as evil for this discussion. Yeah, yeah. I read this last. He sucks as a character. I was not looking. I can't forward wait to, to be this. done with him. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am really ready for this arc to be over. I'm really ready for them to announce whoever's going to be coming on this book, sort of full yeah, time. We've got another arc after this yet, haven't we? We do, but at least it's not this one. I'm hoping it'll be much more of a fun romp. <laughs> at least it's not this one. Well, be, well, because yeah. like, if it's more like just the, the opening well, issue with Gigante, like if it's just the fun stuff like that, then yeah, I think Robinson yeah, could be fine. Too bad. Like you know. Well, like I in in my you know uh, off time reading, you know, not not for the show. I've been reading the Johns and Robinson Hawkman, and there's you know sometimes I feel similar to this when they're when they're doing stuff with like past lives and stuff, but a lot of it's just it is a fun romp. It's just it's Hawkman going around smashing things or going to dinner with the Atom and you know conversing what it means to be a hero. A so maybe we can, yeah, that's that's pretty good. So uh, granted, there's also Johns involved where it's here's Robinson's by himself. So mm. yeah. Alright, well, I guess we'll, we'll call it there. Uh, that's Wonder Woman. Uh, we'll talk about Flash number 36, Joshua Williamson writing Howard Porter on the art. And, well, I'm happy Kristen's alive, so that's nice. That's, yeah. It was kind of obvious, was, but uh, it was nice. When, when the cover teases the death of a rogue, I was kind of hoping for more than just Tur- a character. You mean Turbine? We've gotten, yeah. You're not impressed by He's Turbine, really man? No, I mean... <laughs> Sure, he's a Flash antagonist, because I wouldn't even call him a villain. But he's not a rogue. You know, when you say a death of a rogue, I thought maybe Mirror Master was getting... I mean, they're they're, they're using the term rogue loosely, yeah, as in I, more of oh, rogue's yeah. gallery. I don't know who makes the call as to what text like that goes on the cover. Like, I don't know if that's like the writer's call, yeah. or if it's an editor's call, because they're the ones sort of overseeing the like book. I was like, it. oh man, this is this is exciting. But and then when it got there... Blame, blame the like, editor. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't want to say it's bad. I'm just like, okay, well, I, like when Trickster pops up, I was like, oh, oh this is the real... Oh, nope, he's just... Okay, he's on solitary. Which, by the oh. way, uh, I actually... I'm going to take his uh, Maybe the one-armed man done it as a Twin Peaks reference. Thank you very much. I'm happy. <laughs> or the Fugitive. I, I thought the same. Nah, Twin Peaks is better. Are you serious? You guys are going Twin Peaks over the Fugitive? Well, it's it better, so yes. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> So, what the hell so is I that? just yelled at you guys that my Siri went off because I thought I said, hey Siri. Oh, that, that happened to me on, on something a few weeks ago where uh, I have a Alexa on my tablet. It's going to go off yeah. now. I just said it. Oh. <laughs> this is a sh- shambles. Can we stop ruining the show, please? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. But, Great. but the thing is, it went off when I didn't even say its name, and it terrified me. People attest to this. Oh yeah, it scared the shit out of me. It was kind of glorious. Myself because it just started talking to me. I don't know what happened. It's the scariest thing ever. 
but yeah. So um, Flash. Flash. Yeah. So so I actually really like this issue a lot. I, I like all the things it's doing with the the, the, the plot moving forward. Obviously, so we had the big reveal in this one that the the crime boss that's invading Copperhead's territory, and we get. It's, it's, I love how it's teased because we see Copperhead after Flash and Kid Flash have dealt with the, the Trigger uh, twins or whatever they're called. Twins. Yeah, and. Uh, so they've dealt with that, and then Copper's like, "Oh, this is the the, the third or fourth time a f- the Flash has interfered. Like, maybe, maybe I should take your boss up in that offer." And she's just talking to a reflection. I'm like, "Mirror Master, Mirror Master's in there." And then, sure enough, it is. And then I love the reveal at the end that it is actually Captain Cold and the Rogues that are running the town. They're just doing it in secret from underneath yep. Iron Heights. It's glorious. Yeah. Yep. Where nobody's gonna look. Yeah. Like they've, they've got it figured out. And then the fact that Captain Cold's created himself a throne. On top of all of the stuff, I still <laughs> of course he has. It's great, and also yeah. they mentioned that they seem to know, even if it wasn't Cold himself, they seem to know who did kill uh, Turbine because they accept that Trickster willingly was taking the fall for it. Yep. He he was like implicating himself so they don't come looking. And I mean, it mm-hmm. makes me wonder if it wasn't actually them, but they knew that they'd start looking into things if they thought if they were still looking for the murderer. So they agreed that one of them had to take the fall just so that no one, you know put their nose where they didn't want it to, you know, yeah. be sniffing. He yeah. could have been a little more subtle about it, though, going, hey, it was me, I killed him. <laughs> it was a, he's the trickster, he's flamboyant, he, he yeah, jumps yeah, out. But, but even Barry's there, like, going, you know, that that that, that was a bit easy. I, I think it might be something else going on. They, they didn't really help themselves, did they? No. Yeah, well, he's, he's still suspicious, but of course the other thing here is that he tries to ask August for help, and then August at least seems like he's going to completely betray him. He monologues the hell out of him as well. He does. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not like Barry leaves that conversation think he's going to get any help. He leaves pissed but that they're on yeah. bad terms. But it seems at the end that August is going to give up Barry to the rogues. He's. Uh... I don't think so, though. I think that's a swerve. Oh, maybe a swerve. You may be, yeah. But at least that's how it's presented because, at the end. Because we know that, yeah, Hugs went a little bit crazy with the Speed Force, like trying to kill uh, other speedsters to get more, you know, speed. But. Deep down, he still believes in justice, even if it's just vengeance. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see him selling out Barry that easily. Although I could be completely wrong, and he's Iron Heights has just done him wrong. So, oh, he's just that evil and that deranged yeah. secretly. That'd be fun. Could just be. Awful. I like evil for the sake of evil sometimes. That's what it's yeah, it's gonna be nice. Uh... But yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this issue, and I, I'm liking kind of the development stuff. I'm liking that you know, Sign shows up and stops Barry and Kristen from investigating it. No, that's not your job. Don't you dare! Like, I'm, I'm liking kind of the continuation of that, and like this, like the the whole idea that Barry may have to win him over eventually. Uh, I, I'm liking I'm, I'm liking the sort of long game that's been played here. Yeah, and mm-hmm. even even bringing August back into it in, in a key way like this is again, it's playing the long game. It's bringing back a character like that, that Williamson introduced in the first arc. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like any sense of continuity like that. Uh, and that's pretty good. Howard Porter does a good flash. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm not big on his art, to be honest. It's fine. Like it's nothing. It's not Gia Domenico. I feel like you know? his flash is really bulky. Where where I prefer where where when the flash is quite sleek that we've had recently. Yeah. Well, the funny thing you say that is though, I'm, I, I kind of get used to his flash first though before I get used to sleek flash. So to me, it's just kind of like, oh, this is more like classic flash. It, yeah, it feels like a throwback. Yeah, oh, that's you know? fair. Yeah. Can, can can we talk about the uh, the dark side? Isn't oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a little like montage essentially at the start 
with Barry, yeah, which is all the all the all the Sherlock Holmes titles, but just changed yeah. for this. It's basically, it's basically Barry, like, like because obviously because he's got a murder mystery to deal with. It's him remembering all these different murders that he helped solve in the past, uh, and one of them, like Orion standing about, and <laughs> we just have who is it? The saying it again? There's someone on their knees. Who is that? Uh, is this some randomer? It might be. Yeah, he's uh, just like saying. Dark side isn't Flash. Dark side isn't which. Let's be honest. That's just a nice little reference to uh, to to Mister Miracle, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that, I mean, we, we know that. I mean, King didn't come up with that phrase, but I think uh, it's but, still. But it, they're being there right now. Yeah, it's because of the popularity mm-hmm. of that book. Yeah, but I I did enjoy all the the Sherlock Holmes titles. Just you know, like the the Hound of Apocalypse. It was that was yeah. nice. I'm sorry, my, black. my yeah. ears ringing really badly all of a sudden. Ha. Weird. Weird. Ha. Shut it. <laughs> oh, come on. That's really annoying me. All right. I shall ignore it for now. But You know yeah, what you have to do? You have to ram a pencil in there. Just that feel, that feels like it. bad advice. That feels like bad advice. It's, it's fading away now. That was really loud for like, a, a, like 30 seconds ago. That was like the loudest it's ever been. That. I'm worried. I've, I've got something. I, that that happens to me sometimes. And Maybe a tumor. Just, you know. Yeah. It's not a tumor. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was just setting that up for Matt. I knew he was going to say that. You know, of course you can't can't lay an Arnold line in front of me and not expect me to finish it. Of course, of course. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. So Dark Side doesn't. No, it was this little reference. I sort of chuckled, especially since it was right before I read Mister Miracle. So it was like, oh, it's setting me up. Nice. Was for me right. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so cool. Well, speaking of the devil, as as it were, uh, Mister Miracle number five is next. Tom King writing Mitch Gerrard's on art, uh, as as it's been for the whole run. Uh, oh boy. Well, first of all, uh, I think anyone who reads this needs some alone time afterwards. You need, you need to go to your bunk uh, and spend some time with yourself. Matt well, looks confused. Yeah. Why are you looking at that, Matt? No, because I, I didn't. I, I I was fine. I didn't need to go be by myself. <laughs> are, are you <laughs> trying to deny the, the, the eroticism that was on display in this issue? I mean, if that's what floats your boat, cool. Is that what floats my boat? What, um, sex? Not, no, I am talking about <laughs> the tying up and the, you know, not not my thing. Not, not my thing at all. So it looked great. <laughs> Like Gerard's did a good job. <laughs> but, like, this is Matt saying, "I like watching, but not partaking." <laughs> I'm just saying, it looked fine. You know, the the, the blues really pop. Um, the placement. Mister Miracle really popped as well. <laughs> yeah, the placement of the mask cracked me up. Uh, I love how the mask is still so vibrant in its red and yellow. Yeah. Well, where, where was the mask, yeah, Matt? The don't be vague. You didn't, you didn't say, say what it was. It was. It was over his, um, uh, do I say junk? Do I say little miracle? What do I say? Uh, little miracle private, sounds insulting. His, his no-no region. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the audience got the idea. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I was not expecting Matt to be so uncomfortable and awkward talking about this, but okay. Uh, so... So this issue is basically the last day before Mr. Miracle is going to be taken away for execution. And 
especially mm-hmm. him and Barda having having a nice day together. Uh, two two days technically it starts the day before actually, because uh, we had the, the steamy erotic scene that we were referring to is sort of the night before this last day, and it's very erotic. There's a lot of uh, you know sort of tongue at the side of the lips and all that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Really well done. Uh, I, I like the whole idea of the the video distortion effect coming in at various points during this. It's kind of like yeah, it's like it's like breaking away from the depression and like forgetting that it exists for a second because of the mm-hmm. you know just the, the moment of happiness. Well, you have He's one full moment. page without it at all. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, and then then the next page is just nothing but that. It's, I mean, not to get too too uh, specific here, but it's almost like that's the sort of climax sort of moment, if you will. Yeah, uh, that yeah, page. Definitely. Um, so life catches back up. So no, so so they're basically spending the girls. There's a lot of talk about getting places on time. There's a lot of them stuck in traffic. Uh, some funny moments, of course, was like, oh, we don't have a song. What, what was playing when we first met? Your mic's going, Matt. <laughs> what what was playing when we first met? Oh, it was all the streams of everyone like being tortured yeah, in apocalypse. We, we met in the pit. Yeah, uh, mother box, can you play me some streams? And then they're, they're sitting there listening to people streaming for for help. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the the phrase goes key plays the moans of the damned. Moans of yeah. the damned. That was that, the exact that phrase. Sounds like such a a metal song that has to exist, right? Yeah. That, well, if not, that's definitely a band name. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, real to... quick, at, at the very beginning, they go to Grauman Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the handprints outside. Yeah. Uh, and they go to Jack Kirby's. So that that threw me for a loop there. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to. Have that, have yeah, that reference and his, there. And his inscription underneath is "Kid, comics will break your heart." And they're just like, "Oh man!" Like, and then you get the the guy that kind of resembles Stanley yelling "True believers." I was going to leave this till the end because it ties back in. Yeah, there. Uh, but Matt ruining my plans as always. Uh, so yeah, you've got this guy here. So we'll, we'll save him for later because I feel like that that ties in more with uh, where things end. Well, did anybody else get a Stanley vibe from him? Because I totally read it like. Stanley, Ish. was that just yeah. me? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. Actually, I was jumping, and this is just because I've seen him recently. Uh, but I was jumping to Harry Mudd from Star Trek. But I mean, you know, I don't know to see it. Yeah. Fine, Matt. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but no. So, so, so they have the erotic night. They visit the grave of uh, what's his face, uh, Oberon, and. Yeah, we have the stuff in the car. We have like all these sweet little moments where she like can't eat because he's, he's like, "Oh, I'm not sharing this." By the way, this is the best sandwich ever. We're not sharing this. And she's like, "How can I even eat this?" And it's like a, it's a small little moment. Their hands touch. There's a lot of these little yep. things where you just feel like they're both trying to distract themselves. And it actually feels that Bard is having a harder time of it than he is. He's kind of successfully focusing on the the here and now. Uh, and you have that that wonderful scene as well, just after that, where they're looking at the the water, and he's like, "Oh, it's beautiful. The way the light's hitting it, it's all great." And she's like, "It smells, you know, gross. It's disgusting." Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, "Yeah, but it's not about the smell." Yeah, but it looks beautiful. Look, look at it on the yeah. surface. And she's like, "I can still smell it." And I, like, I think the metaphor or the you know, the, it's easy to read into that line. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. who pretty is. I can still see the the, the trouble underneath mm-hmm. yeah, essentially it's it's, it's it's essentially you, you can't polish a turd as well it's like i mean right. you can make it look nicer but it's still gonna stink yeah. well no i was yeah, going deep it, on that no, 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 no see, see 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 scott's the water right there's trouble yeah, underneath yeah. right no just, I, I get that okay just, just do it clear I, i'm just <laughs> i'm just putting some parallel metaphors yeah i think it says just look what it does with the sun you it's know nice. and i i took that as that's bardas his son Part is his light that's always there, yeah. no matter what. 
you know, and it was just a nice sentiment. And again, I love that he's wearing a Flash t-shirt. Like it just it sticks out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because uh, he's even at the start of the, the, the series, he was wearing like a Batman shirt or something yeah. like, in the first issue. Yeah. Well, to me, Flash is always that that even more so than Superman. He's the hopeful optimist. Like Barry works best when he's like the the light and funny guy. And so here, it's like he's just putting on that facade while this is all going through. But he's he's feeling some real moments here and there. What is his last days on Earth? Yeah, and I, I think. Um... Then the next whole thing is like they're at the fair and he's like determined to win her a big prize because he promised a long time ago and it's never happened so he's determined to do it and we find out he kind of treats and uh, like it really does feel like this last day of like of sort of doing all these little things that, that he's supposed to get done before before he goes. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a very sort of bittersweet, amusing scene because she's like, "Oh, you kind of cheated. Like you didn't actually win it. You just left an answering machine yeah. message for for the, the guy's friend." You know, yeah. but uh, you still got the prize, right? So. It doesn't count. And that whole page as well—that's all through the uh, the lens of a camera. Uh, yeah, that they've got someone taking a photo of them, and you've got mm-hmm. the face recognition boxes popping up, and it pops up on the Wonder Woman flash. And I, I think there's a whole lot to say here about. Like, I think there's actually a lot to read into with where these boxes are popping up in each panel, and how it goes yeah. th- through the scene. Because at first it is just like you know his face, her face, Wonder Woman's face. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it goes on, like when he when he moves forward to help the guy who's who's holding the phone, it, like it, it kind of freaks out, and there's a lot of squares in front of him. Like yeah. he's kind of like struggling, and he's like mm. can't really see if there's a person there. Right. And then at the end of the end of the page, end of the scene, like there's still a square on Wonder Woman, but the squares on them have disappeared because they've turned away from the camera and they go in for a kiss. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I just there's. Just subtle little things like that there. I, I, I will just uh, just an alternate read on the, the middle one where it's all the ones on his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, go on. It felt to me like that was him moving forwards and the yeah. camera was lagging behind. So it was kind it of was picking up all struggling these different to keep ones. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also could be all of the, the different things he's going through too. He's not a whole person. you know. Yeah. So when, when you get close to him, you realize that he's splintered and fractured. Oh yeah, right. that's just not a bad way of reading it. Uh, and the scene after that, you know, it's again very, very simple uh, imagery where they're watching a sunset, and again, it's like his right. life is going out, like it's just you know sunset, and then it's getting darker. And I, obviously, wave. go ahead. Oh, there you go, there you go. I was gonna say the way that the color goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is one of those points uh, we talk about every every issue because it happens at you know, various times every issue. Right. The the panel symmetry, where so mm-hmm. on this page you have it on the the the, the top bottom. And the, the no, left no. and right, no. but then on the the next one, it's the corners and the middle. Yeah, so it's an it's an eight panel grid, well, it's, and it's yeah. the odds and evens. Yeah, that, that's what I found. That's called when you have the nine panel, you have yeah. one, three, five, seven, nine. Well, it's and the, the, the X and the diamond. I t- typically think yeah. of it as. Uh, but yeah, it's right. And the color is really impressive because it's as someone who's actually worked with cameras and like understands like yeah. uh, weight balance and color correction and how mm-hmm. you know sun's very orange and then it's very blue afterwards. Like it actually yep. captures that really well as it's going down. Um, but he, obviously, he's also talking about, and he never actually says he never actually mentions dark side or dark side is. But no. he's kind he's kind of talking about that though with what he's theorizing yeah, here. Definitely, yeah. and and where that comes from. Like I'm I'm reading this going, oh man. Darkseid is really has like a basis in philosophy. Yeah, because so he's because he, he's talking about the whole like like if I if Descartes. I yeah if if I say like there there if I even use the word God then therefore it already exists mm-hmm. in concept. 
Like you know, it, it, you know, it plays on the I think because therefore I am. So exactly. if I am, and then I say something, then that must be in some way. And, yeah. Right, and then you look at Darkseid, and, and he he argues. Well, Descartes argued that if if you add, you know, if there's two choices, God's always the better of the choices. Yeah. You know, so and existence you know, is always better than not existing. So yeah, and then you flip that with Darkseid. In what the anti-life is, and the anti-life isn't death; it's a life of subservience, right? So, if it's dark side exists and it's the opposite of everything, yeah. he's the worst of it. And and yeah, the, the fact that King was able to take this phrase that that's been around, right? Like dark side is is a you know a staple of the fourth world stuff, and for him to break it down with like philosophy that that you know that's taught in those yeah. you know courses it's holy crap man yeah and then speaking of pretty the the following page when they're stuck in the traffic oh, jam oh, just before i oh, love yep. on the on, on the sunset i love how the video distortion doesn't come yep. in until the sun goes down while yep. the sun's there he's completely caught up in it he's literally as soon as it crosses the horizon as soon as you can't see it anymore that's yep. it it's back on his mind mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, yeah, next page is really pretty as well. It's when they're stuck in traffic, and it's all the sort of the the, the out of focus light effects all, all yeah. over the page. And they even comment that it's actually almost kind of pretty. Uh, but you know, and then then they're you know uh, looking over the city, over the valley, um, and again, it's this, this very bittersweet thing. It's actually what I really like about this scene is this is the first time where Scott actually seems more upset than she does because at the end of the page, he's actually the one with a tear in his eyes. Yep. Yeah, and and, and we talk about the, the again the colors. His his flasher has changed to blue. It's it's yeah. the negatives almost. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's uh you know uh, out in the it's the opposite. Um, yeah. but no, and it's actually what makes the lights so pretty in the previous page is that everything's very blue except the lights. The lights are all kind of orangey and yellows yeah. and all that kind of thing. So yeah. you remember when they were trying to do this type of thing in witches, and it was I don't know if you guys had read oh, that. Oh, the, the blotches. Yeah, mm. yeah, I got yeah. A bit, I got a bit excessive, didn't it? Yeah, I feel here it's perfect. Like the way that it's not the same thing, but I feel like the intention uh, no, behind it. it's, it's the same. It's, it's because here it's only like one page, whereas which is that that was yeah. every page and it got worse as it went on. But this is how I feel when I drive at night on the freeway, because you have all of the the lights, the headlights coming at you the opposite way, and yeah. it creates this visual distortion. And so the fact that it, it goes on through here, and they talk about the the endless red lights in front of them because they're stuck in traffic like it's just everything worked on that page even even the, the freeway that looks kind of like a distortion but it's not that's just the way the freeway goes you know yeah uh and th- then the next scene actually mirrors the previous scene where they, they go back home and they because mm-hmm. they, 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 that earlier on they had the kinky sex scene with the she's in the lingerie yep. and it's tying them up and all the rest of it and it's all the Oh, you, you can get out of anything though. Let's see if you can get out of this. Like you know, there was like a sort of attitude yep. to it. This is actually like the more like uh, honest version of it, where they're both upset yep. and he tries to console her, and they just kind of have sex. But this time, it's just more of a normal, like you're giving into their emotions and just going with it. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's notable that on this time, you only really see their faces, but yep. the video distortion is present throughout much more of it than it was before. Yep. More of it? You sure? Well, just well, I mean, one. It's, it's the one part that's more extreme. It's just and one it's panel. In the middle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but it's it's a, it's a more extreme example of it because before it was wavy, but it was only at the edges of the panel, whereas this is through the entire of that panel. Yeah. Sure, but that was the entire page before that was doing the distortion. Well, it just shows he's not lost in the moment like he was in the first one. Yeah. 
you know. But yeah. Yeah. And then and then we get you know on the next page our first dark side is of the issue. I, yeah, I love it, how it, it comes after the boom tube. So it's like you hear yep. it and it's like oh. I remember. Yeah, it's, the yeah, it's just after the boom tube. It's after he's had his day. It's like he's been trying to forget all day, and then he's lying there at night, and then he yeah, hears it, and then you get the one dark side as an issue. And you know, and the, the publicist dude comes back, um, yep. and he's there with the guys, and he, he, he did his whole thing earlier on where he's like, oh yeah, we're you know people like you too much, so we're going to we're going to spin this, we're going to say it's suicide again, and you know you tried once, but you know what, what did they call her, Big Barbara? I think I think you got Big her name Barbara. wrong. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we'll spin this. And, like, you know, if you survive, then great. But if you, if you don't, then that was you that did it. And, it'll, you know, the PR will be good and there'll be all that. Um, and he's doing his whole thing. And it's almost like that. It's, it's almost like he's representing, like, if we're, if we're dealing with his, his depression and the idea of suicidal thoughts, like, this, this, is the, this is the person inside his head telling him to do it. Justifying it. Yeah. 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 That's who this person is. And, now, the thing, that I, the, the, thing, the thing that I left out, though, from the start of the book, which. It ends up bookending the whole issue and makes the whole thing possibly my favourite of the run so far. Is at the start of the issue, Scott basically says to Barda, You know, if you told me to fight, if you just said stay, I would fight. I'd rise up, I'd fight Orion, I would, you know, I'd, I'd go into battle, I'd go to war. And that, that's all it would take is you to say, Just to tell me to stay, tell me to fight. And She's like, I can't be that. This is, this is. I mean, I'm your wife, but this is on you. This, this is you for your own self. And then we have the whole issue of them having their, their last day together and the, the sort of sadness that's there the whole time and how much they need each other and all the rest of it. And at the end, he's about to go with these people. The, the, the guy's got his henchmen with him. They're about to go. And then we just get, was it the zap sound effect? And yep. we, get, we see blood, we see chaos, we see carnage. Barda is completely naked. She walks up naked, covered in blood, to to miracle, and just says, "Stay," and that is the last panel mm. of the the book. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I, I think going back to the whole like you know the whole thing's been about depression and mental illness and suicidal thoughts. I, I think going back to this, this is the, the what this issue is hitting at is the idea that no, it takes people stepping in and helping. It, it takes yep. people to sort yeah. of remind you support they, structure support structure yeah it takes people to say no I need you to stay around you you are loved you are cherished mm-hmm. you should be around it's that idea and, and it needs to be somebody close it can't be these people that know him because he's famous yeah like we've seen yeah. like he has fans but they don't really know him not like Barta does so you know you have this guy that shows up and is like well you know the new gods are popular on earth so we can't have you know that popularity diminish if you get executed. So there was this whole this whole other thing about the popularity in mm. public. You know, what, what what's the public going to think? And I think that weighs into his thoughts, his suicidal thoughts as yeah. well. And I, I think what I love about it is that it works both literally and metaphorically. Because literally, mm-hmm. he's going to have to fight now because Orion wants him dead yeah. and he's going to yeah. come after him with whoever probably. But from the metaphor point of view, it's the idea, no, like, don't give in, you have to fight. Like you have to fight, and it's, it's kind of like it works in both avenues, and it's, it's mostly it's, it's what's made this book so great is that every single turn, it's worked on this sort of not meta, but this this uh, subtextual level of what it's actually mm-hmm. about, mm. um, and that, that, that's I, I think as it goes on, it's just getting stronger because the emotion and the the, the metaphors becoming clearer as we go because we're building more onto it. Yeah, yeah, um, it's 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 a it's clearly a great series. Oh, it is, and I, I think. 
partly why this might be my favourite so far, because as depressing as the book has been, is it is sort of emotional as it's been. That final moment is fist pumping. That that is yeah. like yes, 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 yes fight. You know, tell me, stays. It's it heart- heartwarming. Yeah. It is. So. Full marks for me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was passionate there. By all means, you you you, you chime in. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to go back to you know the, the the first sex scene, you know where he's tied up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we spoke a lot in the first issue about how Scott Free has typically been the the new God's Jesus figure. Yeah. And it really plays mm. that up here. He's... It ties the hands and the feet, which you know, it's like the, the nails and the cross, and you know he's yeah. in that position. Well, he's uh, yeah, he's in the crucifixion position. Yeah. It really plays it up as in, and it, it's the idea of. He's going off to sacrifice himself almost to to give mm. in here, which yep. you know obviously that's a, a big thing for that. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, he thinks everyone's better off without him, so therefore sacrifice is what to do. Yeah, he thinks it's the yeah. right thing to do, but then obviously the question becomes easier. Yeah. And mm. yeah, and if anyone has a really specific uh, Jesus fetish, then you get even more out of this scene, I suppose. I'm sure someone does. Yeah, Matt. Not me. <laughs> You don't know me that well, if you think that. I think Doth <laughs> protests too much. <laughs> All right, Shakespeare. You going to start running lines with uh, with Cass and, and Basil? I'm not, I'm not the person for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not the person to be running Shakespeare lines. Uh, oh, but no. Uh, I, mean, I feel, I feel like we mentioned art throughout, but the art is uh, fantastic again. It's again. I feel like when you, when you get a book like this, where it's a consistent artist, you kind of stop mentioning it after a while because you kind of just yeah. go, "Yeah, yeah, it's just great." Again, yeah, there's less and less to say because it's like, mm-hmm. "Yep, yeah, it's just fantastic." Yeah, because uh, like we say, like, when I was comparing the two sex scenes, like, the, the, how different they are, and how one is kind of pretending that everything's okay and let's be kinky because that's what we like, which is nothing wrong with that. But the idea that the other one's just pure, un, unfiltered love because that's all they can do they just break down and have sex basically i, I, I do like that they both have that you know the the blue to feel to it you know the, the color yeah. and to, to keep consistent mm-hmm. as well but, yeah the nighttime feel yeah, yeah. it's there or even just sadness feel like i mean there's melancholy throughout the entire book it's, it's probably the the biggest word i'd use to describe this entire series so far is melancholy yeah, yeah. but yeah uh so surprise surprise mr miracles uh <laughs> it's still fantastic very great yeah uh so no uh so i guess we'll move on then uh connor can uh rest his vocal cords a little bit Pre- prepare for the streaming for red hood uh, oh, oh. You, you have no idea and me and matt will talk about supergirl number 16 with jody hauser and steve orlando writing with robson roca on art uh following on from last issue which was obviously the first jody hauser co-written issue which uh yeah. we thought was a nice uptick into uh uh, yeah, just uh, sort of nailing a bit more of the character voices, yeah, maybe some of the consistency and change of the status quo. You know, the DEO yeah. hunting her actively and nice change of pace from where it was. Not not that it needed a change of pace. Yeah, we were but... we were enjoying it, but I do think it's up. Yeah. You know, and I think especially the now gear after, shift. after two issues now, I'm like, no, this is better than it was before, and I'm yeah. I'm happy about that. Uh, so strange visitors there, and she, she's wreaking chaos. And Supergirl's like been, t- you know, so like, no, you shouldn't intervene because this is what the DEO want you to do. Uh, but she can't not. However, uh, Insight shows up first. Insight. Now I'm glad they, they, they pointed this out. Uh, they specifically. reminded us of it. Yeah. yeah, because this was way back in issue one. Uh, this was someone who who had been captured, and Kara had been going to see to try and rehabilitate essentially, and like you know, like yeah. see, see the error of his ways and be better. And he actually shows up here to be a hero and try to help. 
Uh, and then Supergirl does show up because he's about to get his ass kicked and Supergirl shows up. She's trying to like, talk sense into Strange Visits. Like, shower in Vance. Like, wake up. Like, this isn't you. Kind of thing. And it, it turns out she actually does eventually kind of wake up and then the DEO shop and sort of put her back in. It's basically like one of those uh, t- t-shirt guns. They suck her into one yep. of those. <laughs> uh, and what we find out later on is, and I, I actually kind of love this, is that Bones is basically taking some of these like C list and D list like characters and trying to cause chaos so Supergirl will show up and try and help, yep. but make a mistake so they can like get the, her out there. Yeah, the public perception can be worse, and they can sort of draw her out and all that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm liking that this is all ultimately Bones playing games and trying to yeah. c- capture well, Supergirl. And then, and then at the end, it's, it's that one girl who I can't say her name, even if I read it. Uh, Decilia? Uh, yeah, like, Decilia. It kind of backfires on Bones. Because she's like, oh yeah, your conditioning wore off. Now I'm going to start murdering people. Yeah, because the whole thing is, apparently, at least he's not completely crazy. He's conditioning the villainous yep. ones to not harm innocent civilians. Yep. But at the end, she's on this cruise ship, and she's just like, yeah, I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> yep. And... Uh, what I liked was in the middle, you had that discussion between Ben and that, that new girl. Uh, Belinda, uh, I think. Yeah, Belinda about what what Catco and the DEO are doing. It's not good. It's like, yeah, Supergirl has some flaws, but she does more good than harm. And with, with Catco now leading this propaganda and the DEO like infringing on rights of like the students, because mm. like, you see the scene of asking for birth certificates and and other information like yeah, this is not good yeah, you can't case. justify it and ben's trying to he's like yeah but you know this is for our, our own good they're keeping us safe and i think it's a nice commentary on some things that are going on in the real world yeah he's trying his best and like because mm-hmm. there's that little moment at the end of that scene that i really because I, I like the supergirl you, you hear her narration she's like oh i, I see why because because she's because belinda's sticking up for supergirl and she's like oh i see why yeah. you like her ben in her head um yeah. So it's playing with the whole the teen angst stuff there, just a little yep. bit. There's not a lot of it in this issue. It's just that one little reminder that she maybe has feelings, and we can, mm-hmm. you know, it's just sort of making sure it's still there. But uh, at the end of the scene, like, you know, Ben, what does he say? He says something kind of radical, like uh, maybe Supergirl shouldn't help people who treat her the way that Dio does. Like he sort of suggests that maybe she right. shouldn't help people who don't help her back. And it, all she says in the narration is Ben dot dot dot, and it's just this idea of like. No, Ben. That's like you know, she's she's disappointed that you oh, said it works. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I I'm liking kind of the themes it's playing with. It's 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 playing with the idea of like you know, well, she'll, should she step in and help people, even though it's more dangerous for her, even though people want to capture, her, even though right. people are seeing her as a villain. Uh, it's like the idea of no, I'm going to step up and be the hero anyway because that's who I am. Yeah. Like you know, I, I'm liking what it's doing with that stuff. It's really playing with that. Well, I mean, and and to me too, as a, as a long time Superman fan, it kind of. This is the type of stuff I feel like they could have hit on with Snyder, you know, but he completely whiffed on it. So it shows oh, yeah. to me, like, if you have a, a competent storyteller, you can play with these themes and it can still work, you know, and, yeah. and I think it's working really well here. Well, and then especially with, like, her parents, like, try, they're trying to live a normal life still. Like, they take her out to dinner and she's like, oh, I can't find the chicken in the chicken fried steak. Did you use your like, X-ray vision? <laughs> yeah, like so th- they're trying, but you know, to to live this life, and it's yeah. just it's not. And even even that moral debate's still there because like mm-hmm. Kara says, "Oh, the DEO are all corrupt now," and then they say, yeah. "Like, no, but there's still a lot of people who work there who are actually good people. They're just you know following yeah. their orders." So again, it's just following that. Like, it's, everything's yeah. not just black and white. There's shades of grey. Yeah. There's good people mixed in. Um, 
But no, I actually, I really like uh, the insights, like, you know, because he actually, like, saves her, kind of, like, at the other start, yeah. when the DEO agents are going to, like, start closing in on her, and he, like, lets off this giant flashbang so she can get yep. away. Uh, and then he's like, oh, it only lasted a few seconds, but that's all she needed. And then later on, when Bones has, like, you know, got him captured, and he's, like, laughing at him, he's like, ah, you sure you've, you've solved all my tech that you've, you thought you've yeah. deactivated? You know, maybe not. Um, mm. But I'm liking that. I'm liking the whole idea that she actually has inspired someone to be better. It's, it's a nice... Yep. It, it, it ties it really nicely into like, what Supergirl does. And I, I think, again, what I said last issue is that I'm loving the character voices. I think it's really feeling nailed now. I think Hauser yeah. on board is really... That's the, the big effect that I'm seeing. Yep. Um, so, no. I agree there. So, uh, you know, I like Ben. Um, Blind has grown on me, I think. So, so far, I'm liking that. Uh, yep. And also, they're going to get really suspicious of Kara because she ended up flaking out of the last thing, last issue... And then the DEO agent in this one tries to question at school, and she quickly, when she hears people in the cruise ship in trouble with her hearing, yeah. she uses her heat vision quickly to set off the fire alarms, and just yeah. hopes that no one notices. But like, they're, they're the very least going to start noticing that she keeps like having reasons to Is disappear. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm 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 digging it a lot. Uh, yep. So so we have the cliffhanger where she shows up to fight uh, Celia on the ship, and we just kind of end mid fight. Uh, and uh, Robson Rocker's art's pretty good again. Um, yeah. Uh, solid, I'm, yeah, solid. I'm enjoying it. I, I specifically like the. Uh, uh, I guess I'm liking the color palette. Like it is vibrant, but it's not too kind of cartoony feeling either. No, no, not like Chang was. Chang was cartoony in a good way. Oh this yeah, this is is it's its own you know thing. Like feels like comics. Like, it really reminded me of when I started reading comics again. All right, I was like going to say, the 2000s. Uh, feels like, like comics on a comic book. Yeah. Matt, Matt Scalthorpe, 2017. Yeah, but there's, there's some that feel more cinematic and not like comics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is very, of a, to me, it's of an era. That, feels like the 2000s. That I came up reading in. Yeah, and I, which, and, I, and I like that. Yeah, which I would say is a compliment. I like what 2000s mm-hmm. comics looks like for the most part. Uh, so... No, as an also this year, I'm, I'm digging Supergirl a lot. Uh, so, all right, well, I guess that'll take us on to New Superman number eighteen, Gene Lun Yang writing and Brent Peoples on art. So, this was originally supposed to be the last issue, and I think with the exception of maybe one or two things that are maybe been changed for to set new things up towards the end, you can kind of tell that this was maybe going to be a conclusion to the yeah. to the series. And not in a bad way. It's actually not a complaint. I actually think it flows very naturally into a new thing uh, from here. It does. Um, but, you know, you, you get a lot of payoffs. You get the the, the whole Yi Ching and, like, his, uh, his twin brother. We get that backstory in the middle and how he represented evil, he represented good, the yin and the yang. Yeah. But there has to be a little on both, but he rebelled, and then that's why he became who yeah. he is and all the rest of it. Um, and something that separates I mean it was already kind of separate because Keenan of course powers came from a very different place but they kind of separate it because they, they, they really mix it in this one with the uh, the mythology that they're, they're playing with here yep uh, where he actually becomes the embodiment of the yin and the yang which is why his new suit which is otherwise the same but now instead of the uh, the octagon with the S in it he has a superman yep. shaped emblem but inside that emblem it's the yin and the yang colours yep. that kind of make an S because of how they interact mm-hmm. with each other uh, it's really yeah. cool. I, I dig it. I'm digging the new suit. As as do I. And what that means, because when you get the All Yang story, in that he was forced, I Ching, to take on both roles. Mm. And that's so it became a balance. So now Keenan's going to have to learn how to be the balance. 
which is perfect for his character, where he came from. And that plays into the issue when he goes, this is you know, how, a, how a bully becomes a hero. Yeah, I, re- just, I really like that moment, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like something that really means a lot to him is that he was a bit of an asshole and he became a better person. Uh, yep. So, no, it was a really, really nice touch. A lot of the, the first half of the issue is them fighting the big demigods that came through in the last issue. Justice League's there, just like a China's there, and they're all kind of working together to fight. So, there's some good action, but it's really yep. the key stuff and the, the, the growth that happens throughout the issue that, that really works. Because he actually meditates to speak to I Ching. He goes into like, the... the the realm. He tells Batman to get his back. He's like, I'll be right back. And he yeah, goes he, and, yeah, yeah, he sits down to meditate in the middle of the battle. He's like, hey, hey, Baxi, uh, watch my back and make sure no one steps on me, right? He's like, yeah. sure, kidding. <laughs> so, and he does, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, we'll mention Lex briefly here. Remember how the last issue we said the one thing that was kind of off was that Lex felt full-on villain? Now, post yeah. the last issue of Superman, I'm just going to say that these two issues took place after that after Superman issue. Yeah. Even though he still has the S on. Yeah, all on that. Yeah, that, that to be fair, that's yeah. a that's a valid complaint uh, in that in that uh, scenario. But hey, and he has that beginning where he says, "Never underestimate humans," and then Superman is just, "Yeah, I never do." Yeah, I'm sure and you like that. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I just, and it's just a quiet moment. It's not like he's making this big statement, but though the fact that Yang inserted that into to Superman. Just in a, compl- a conversation with Lex, I thought was was super cool, and yeah. then like with with Keenan now, kind of fills the void that Shazam was in, where if Superman needed help with magic, he could always go to Shazam because that was kind of his equal there. Now yeah. he has Keenan to go to, and I like that. It it flushes out the Super Family. Yeah, they're basically setting up that new Superman as the magical arm of the Superman yep. family. That, that's kind of what they're doing here, uh, which is which is kind of cool. Um, I like that you know Keenan saves Superman at one point because Superman can't handle the magic, and then Superman jumps in to save him later on from Heat Vision. There's a, there's a nice thing like Superman jumping in and saying not today when uh, uh, Yang was going to kill him. Like you know, yeah. some, there's some good big money moments, but all of it works really character well. Uh, <laughs> I will say the panel of him sucking Yang into his uh, symbol, like you know the Yang into the the, the Yang and the Yang symbol, is kind of a weird image. I'm not complaining per, yeah. per se. It's just a weird image. Uh, but no, so it's good. Uh, so basically, we end up with this new status quo at the end, where Keenan goes to his parents. Uh, it's, 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 it's a, they've set up these two characters so well. The banter is really fun. Where his dad thinks he's saying one thing, then his mum thinks he's saying another thing, and his mum's still kind of a bitch. Where she's like, "Oh, I can't let you do this," and she like pulls out her like our our power tranquilizer thing, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah Batman already took care of that. Like, you can't do that to us. It's fine." So basically, what he's doing is that him and the Justice League of China are going independent. They're not part of the Ministry of Self Reliance. Mm-hmm. They're not part of uh, his dad's thing. They're just on their own. Um, so we're setting up the status quo now for going into the the new sort of portion of the book, which is New Superman and Justice League of China. Uh, which I think is actually issue 20 is the first one that's called that or is it in 19 because okay. 19 is next so it yeah. could be like an epilogue issue before we get to the new full on stuff yeah. which would be fine but uh, but then I don't know did you like kind of fist pump at the introduction of the Chinese oh. Green Lantern Corps yeah because we have the Justice League throughout this and you see Batman and One Woman and, and the two Earth Lanterns Yeah, and you're kind of like man I wonder what the, the Chinese version of the Green Lantern Corps would look like. Yeah, but we've joked about... And then about, you get to the end here... We've joked about them, but we've also joked about Chinese Aquaman. We're just kind of waiting for yeah. that to pop up. But yeah. uh, what I do like, though, is they're doing something different with it, where it feels like at first, at least, they're going to be a, a an enemy of the, oh. the League. Well, it makes sense, because they represent order, yeah. right? 
Because so, uh, of course they're gonna be on the side of the Chinese government. Yeah, because you know? this, this you know government guy comes in and he's like, Doctor Omen, we made a league when we should have made a core, and then these three like you know green lantern looking figures come in. So mm-hmm. I, I mean maybe this is too obvious. But I, I am kind of looking forward to one of them eventually turning good and joining the league, so they've got a Green Lantern on the team. Yep. I am so looking forward to that. Uh, th- this is this is what I think was added in for like just setting up future stuff, was this this, yeah. this core stuff. Uh, well, it's really what she says, too, which is like, we shouldn't have created a league. We should have created a core. Yeah. And out, out they come. So I'm actually really excited for the plot going forward. I'm glad this is continuing. Then we get that full page spread at the end of our four league member, five if you include Robin. But I don't know if I include him yeah. as a as a member himself specifically. But well, yeah, but I'm I'm sure we'll get some more characters coming up. Hmm. You know, yeah. uh, but no, I, I, it's, it's amazing how much I love this book. I, I'm so glad that uh, this this uh, went from strength to strength, and we're we're here we are now. Where where I'm act- yeah. actively like excited about this every month. So yep, definitely. Uh, it's a good. It's a nice addition to the super mythos, as, as I was saying before. So the fact, like, now it can stand on its own and we get these cool characters uh, to keep going. And it won't be just focused on Kanan, which, not that that was a problem. Hmm. But now we can actually, you know, go back into Daylon's past yeah, as, as he, the snake. Because he's kind of, like, he's fulfilled his, his powers. Because he says at the end he can fly now. Because we get that full page yep. spread of him and the team all moving. And he's flying. He's like, yo, he's I can fl- them all. Yeah, I've unlocked them all. Yeah. I can control my powers now. So... It feels like, even if it wasn't intended this way at first to become like a Justice League book afterwards, it at least feels like naturally it's like, okay, this first 18 issues was about him becoming Superman, like properly. And yep. now we can we can do other stuff and we can ha- and develop all the characters even more. Um, and I'm pumped. I'm pumped for Justice League of China versus the, the China core or the green China core yeah. or whatever we want to call them. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out next issue. <laughs> I'm going to call them Chinese Green Lanterns until we find this out. Yeah. The the G the GLCC. There you go. Is Connor deliberately not listening to us so we don't spoil things? Yeah, because he's going to read it I think eventually. So. Oh, he's muted yep. himself as well. I hear my name. Yep. Yeah, we're just questioning if you if you were not listening to us because you're going to read this at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I heard the odd bit here and there, just kind of checking in that that I, uh, that I wasn't you. But yeah, because I do plan on just reading through yeah. it all when it well, finishes so, at this point. Next is Red Hood, so trust me, we, we, there's no way we could be yeah. on that without you. Just real quick, I was uh, I was talking to a guy last night, and he was asking me about comics and asked about what from Rebirth he should be reading, and this is the first thing I told him. Uh, I go, I think the first two trades are out, so. You know, mm. because he's a lapsed comics fan, he had to close his pull box, but still invested in the characters. Uh, and I go, yeah, you don't really need anything else; it stands alone. So yeah, we actually check, check it out. we we got a tweet this week uh, at DC Comics Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, someone who listens to the show is saying that they they checked it out just based on our our recommendations, nice. and they're enjoying it. So you know, it's always nice mm-hmm. to spread a good book. Yep. So, uh, but no, uh, so I guess that'll take us on to. The last book of the week, which is not a new release for this week, but as as you may or may not know, uh, one of the perks that we have on patreon.com slash TV is the Connor's Corner perk, in which one person in right now, there's four slots that are open though, in case you're, you're tempted, uh, but uh, one of those four slots is taken up and, uh, I mean, it, it can change any month, like uh, the patron, uh, David, he can, he can, you know, send us a message saying, no, this month I want him to read this, but... 
Uh, consistently since the start, since he started contributing, uh, it has been Red Hood and the Outlaws. So this is going to be issue thirteen. Scott Lobdell writing Dexter Soyon art. Connor loves it. It's the bit, his favorite book every month. He's so happy. So Connor, right. take it away. So I mean, the comics are what twenty pages or twenty two at the minute? Are we, what are we on? Twenty. Twenty, I think. Twenty. Yeah. Although right. this one's only once a month, so I think it's twenty-two. All right. So if it's twenty-two, yeah. wait. Are the twenty-two are the single monthly ones longer? I think so because they're they're a dollar yeah. more. I don't think so that's it's more well, pages. They're, they're only more physically digitally the same price. Oh. All right. Well, we'll go with twenty. Seventeen pages are utter garbage. <laughs> Three pages are fantastic. One of which is in the middle, and it's this crazy, trippy sequence of Bizarro. He's is he's all out of it, and he's got this crazy sequence of it's this real. It's like an acid trip sort of image, if if you can kind of picture that. And it's like the the history of Superman and and himself, and like so you got like the Kent farm, you got Krypton exploding, all these things. But in this acid trip sequence, it looks incredible. I couldn't tell you what the words say on it because I don't remember. Just about because I, I stopped reading those. I just uh, on that page because I was just I don't care. This image is fantastic. And then okay. the other the other two pages that are genuinely amazing are the opening two pages. Now this is done in like a, a chibi style, you know, like the really cutesy cartoon. Everything looks like a like a little child sort of thing. One, and I had to check that this was still Dexter Soy because I didn't know he had this in him to be this versatile in style. Because it's completely different from everything else. Okay. And this is Bizarro telling Superman's origin, essentially. And oh, his fantastic. story so far. And it basically, you've got, you know, you guys' parents putting him in the pod. You've got little Kara there going, oh, you're the best cousin ever. You've got Crypto there doing a little painting for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you've got him getting to, getting to Earth, being found by the Kents. And meeting the Justice League, and they've all got they've all got Bizarro names or what what he calls them. Batman's just Batman because he's you know he gets through it all. Right. Flash is Go Go. Green Lantern is Nightlight. Yeah. Aquaman is Wet Wet. Wonder Woman is Rope Lady, and Cyborg is Cyborg. Oh my God! Wet Wet. Yeah, Ugh. that is the single best thing that has ever come out of this book. Yeah, I I think I've heard his Bizarro before, or maybe it was just maybe maybe it was a John's thing that Bizarro has called Green Lantern Nightlight before. So yeah, that yeah. one that one might be my favorite, or it could have been in the Heat Course and Bizarro book too, which is another one I recommend constantly. So oh man, Wet Wet, that one's so good. It is. I want, I want someone to call Momoa Wet Wet and see what he does. <laughs> Like I don't know what it is about Lobdell that manages to get Bizarro right. Like it makes well, no sense to me how everything can be atrocious except Bizarro. Because he's a failed stand-up comedian, so there are some bits in there. Like he, you know, he is Bizarro. Yeah, exactly. He's a he is a Bizarro writer. Like he can only do the the these things. Well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. The Happy Death Day was fantastic. So you know, he, he writes a good horror movie. Yeah. So, so somehow, I don't know how that happened, but he did. Because superheroes, because superheroes aren't involved, Pete. 
Like that's you know very possible. But you know, what that movie had a really that. really good character arc for its main character. It was you know it was much well, better than I was expecting. And his his '90s X Men stuff isn't terrible either. But then again, I don't think he approached them as superheroes. Mm. You know, if he approaches them as teenagers, because it was Generation X that have powers, it's a little bit different. I mean, even his Teen Titans wasn't great, but it certainly wasn't nearly yeah, it was as bad. More as readable than than his other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. But honestly, those two pages at the start of this issue are legitimately fantastic. Yeah, I'm googling uh, this right now to see if there's a, a an image of it. Yeah. Well, and, the um, uh, the Comicsology preview usually gives you the first three pages, so you should yeah. technically get those two <laughs> if you just want to read those. Yeah. And, and then we're in the real world, so it, it all goes to shit. What's that about? Just, just, just for to say that. Note how the three pages I like are all inside Bizarro's head. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so basically, uh, Lex has come and picked up Bizarro's body as we got to the end of the last issue. He's put him in the tank that he was, you know, born in. He's kind of trying to heal him and you got a lot of stuff about you know previous bizarro versions and how you know that's not really this bizarro and a lot, lot of bollocks that i don't really care about and then you have jason and artemis kind of mourning uh, over him and going oh he was he's our friend and jason's like oh he's the first friend i've made since i came back from the dead and you've got like them playing video games for some reason like, like little just flashbacks of that, and then Artemis teaching him how to speak. Just all, yeah. all this stuff that's just there. There is one nice panel of the two of them in silhouette on a rooftop, which just does look pretty good, to be fair. But again, exercise out solid. Yeah, the, the art's never been the problem. From no, the sounds no, of it. notably that panel is one of the very few panels in the entire issue without any dialogue or, or caption boxes. It's just one panel silhouette of the two of them. It's nice. Hmm. But basically, uh, you know, Lex you know, thinks about the, the kryptonite and, you know, how, oh, okay, he's the opposite. You know, it'll heal him. Stabs him like a shot of adrenaline style in the chest with, with a big kryptonite liquid. And then he's like, okay, well, you can have Bizarro back now. He's no use to me. Because up till this point, he's kind of been going, well, technically he's my property. So we're going to have to sort this out with the lawyers after. But after this, he comes out and goes, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't want him anymore. And they go in. And Bizarro has changed. He's oh no! He's got glasses on, and he's <laughs> working on like mechanical things, and he's whistling. And then he turns around and speaks normally. He goes, "Yo, Jason Artemis, what an absolute pleasure to see you again, my compatriots." <laughs> I'm like, what? No, don't you dare have ruined Bizarro. Bizarro was the best part of this book, and now you've changed Bizarro, and I'm not happy. This doesn't necessarily have to be bad. This it doesn't could be... have to be, but the best part of this book has been Bizarro in his own weird way, being trying to do good. But here, if he can just express himself normally, that takes all the fun out of it, and now I have to use here Lobdell's actual dialogue instead of Bizarro speak. My, 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 my question is... My question is, is how do they fix him? Does he get hit in the head really hard at some point? And that's what knocks him back at Bizarro? It's Gilligan logic. <laughs> Getting hit with a coconut turns you into genius, but going back, you just hit yourself with another coconut? Like, uh, I, I hope so. Whatever it takes, oh. just do it quickly. Alright, so I did find this, and this is fantastic. It is. <laughs> yeah, because it looks, it looks like little kid art. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's almost Scotty Young-esque. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Well, they like Scott Young. Scott Young is good. Honestly, those two yeah. pages are legitimately fantastic. Yeah, Nightlight, Wet Wet. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I mean, Cyborg is S I G H Borg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's still like six issues of a Rocket Raccoon book because the Scott Young art was really good. Yeah. Not, not that the writing was bad per se. It was a, it was a fine little book. I just kind of lost track of it. Like, yeah, his art is great. But oh yeah, no no. Honestly. This this entire series has been worth it for those two pages, and and that's it. I don't want any more ever. Just stop. Just give me those two pages. That's all I want from this book, ever. And and now they're going to ruin Bizarro, and I'm not happy because that was the one thing I was enjoying. That was my one bit of like hope at these issues. So well, I might get some nice Bizarro stuff. See now, now, I'm, I'm, now I'm really looking forward to Connor's Corner next month. <laughs> I'm not. For, first Connor's Corner uh, 20, 2018, and it's going to be. No Miserable. Bizarro. It's going, to, it's going to be Miserable. Esquire Bizarrus, the, the third, or whatever he's pretending to be. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's very posh sounding. But, you know, indubitably. Says, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel totally at ease saying I look forward to returning to our collective domicile. It's like, what, what is this? What, what? Ah. Yeah, and then he's like, shall we? Let us perambulate to oh, the vicinity it's... of our... Like, like the thing is, in another writer, I'd be completely down for this. I feel like this could be an amazing thing, but the fact is, now I have to have Lobdell's actual dialogue for De Bizarro as well. Whereas before, the fractured nonsense well, of it. Arguably, it's not really his dialogue either, though, because he's doing this posh thing the whole time. Maybe, but it's full sentences, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the the concern is real. I I have literally never heard of someone be terrified that the writer is going to speak in full sentences. This is this is bizarre. It, it, oh. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh. no. I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. Oh well, I I guess that I guess that wraps up uh, Connor's corner for this this month. Uh, well, that actually takes us on to our, our, our picks of the week. Uh, we do our best moment slash panel, uh, best art, best cover, and our top five books of the week. So, uh, starting with best panel slash moment, Connor. Okay, I'm going from Mr. Miracle. Mm-hmm. What a surprise, I'm sure. Yeah, what a surprise indeed. I, uh, Matt might be the only one who breaks that and takes something from Action Comics, but uh, basically, I, I'm going He's going to pick the... Lombard, isn't he? You can see it in his beady little eyes. It's it's going to be something with Booster in it, but but yeah, uh, I'm going to take the the one of him tied up on the bed. That page in general, because I think the way it plays with oh, yeah. you know the the imagery, the way it puts his feet up next to him, and it's like this this fractured view of it. I think it's really fascinating the way it plays and with that. Bizarro was calling Wonder Woman rope rope lady. Rope lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait till he makes butter. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, she's rope yeah. and punchy lady. Uh, I'm I'm going to go next. I also am picking something for Mister Miracle. Uh, there is nothing this week that made me feel the feelings as much as Stay did at the end of that book. So that final panel is what I'm picking. There's I, no I didn't c- think of that, but thought it was too easy. So I'll let you off. That it one. is really easy, but nothing else touched it in terms of giving me the feels. So. Uh, although uh, the kinky page or two, uh, yeah. <laughs> give it a try. I'm okay joking about this. Matt, Matt's very uncomfortable. Matt, what was your panel of the week? So y- y'all think I'm gonna pick Booster, but I'm not. But had had you guys picked one of mine from 
Mr. Miracle than I was going to have to, but you didn't. It's the sunset. Just the way that okay. the alternating panels uh, and the symmetry and then the colors and, you know, the conversation that's going on across those two pages. It's just, you know, I, I went back and read it like twice just so I could take everything in. But, but yeah, if it wasn't that, it was going to be Steve Lombard's office. Uh, what did I tell you? The, what, what the... the booster. The boot. <laughs> I need to get some boosteroos. Like, whatever that cereal is, I need it. Oh, oh, right. So, such so, a mark. so the the, the public pick from Matt is the sunset from Mister Miracle, but we all know it's secretly Mister Miracle's mask hanging on his dick. That that's <laughs> that's the real the real answer that he's not willing to admit. Uh, that, that, to be fair, that was part of my page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, that'll take us out the best cover of the week, Matt. Uh, it's from Mister Miracle. Uh, we we talk, me and Connor talked about this last night or yesterday, whenever that was, and it's it's actually the variant with with Barda. No, no, and... wait a minute, hold on a second. Variants, we have never included variants in the we history are, of this show. We are we breaking haven't. the rules. But I had to ask if this was the variant or not because this is the only cover my shop got in. It's also in the stack by of Mr. Miracles. So that's all it, I that, have. That's its cover. So. It counts. It's the, it's the also, D cover. Um, hmm. Also, I don't care because it's the best it's cover. Fantastic. It's one of the best covers all year. Yeah, I'm telling you that I, now. So I thought maybe I had a printing error uh, because it, it it starts to look like it's missing parts towards the lower right hand, but that's how it was designed to look. Yeah. So it looks like it's a worn down, older cover. It's just. The way that it plays with the reds and the whites, and, and, just and the, the perspective look. of Bader, and, and and the size, yep. and the way Miracle looks up, it's just the fantastic yep. cover, and it is it is worth breaking the rules for. You know, we've gone, uh, you know, how, however long we've been doing covers for. Did we do that right? We didn't do that right at the start, did we? Uh, not right. It was. It wasn't too long. Oh, I maybe, maybe a year. We've been doing that for a full year, and we. I've never once even considered going. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do a variant. This time, it's having it. I mean, I, I've been tempted with Manipole but just because it's Manipole, but this, I feel, hits the spirit of the issue more yeah. than than the other cover. I mean, I've looked up the other cover and stem on the sunset, but yeah, it's, it's not nearly it's, as good it's, as it's what nice, we get in the book. It's, it's not yeah. the same. So, yeah. so uh, those picks don't count, but so you'll just have blank spots uh, in the record. Yeah, sir, I will, I'm going to Twitter after this and, and making sure everybody knows <laughs> that this is my pick. Yeah, so it does count. Um, it's a great cover. Uh, I'm sticking to the rules though. It's a variant. I'm not. Plus well, and it's well, and it's Gerard's cover. Like it's, you know, yeah. No, it counts. Connor, we're sticking with this. It counts. Also, it's a one-to-one -one cover, so it's not like it's a limited variant. Anyone can just pick no. this up. They print as many Again, as they did the main cover. The stack of Mister Miracle fives. This was the only cover my shop got. So I don't know if there's a, a mess up. In the ordering, I, I, or I the wonder delivery. if they just if they just sometimes they go all right. One shop gets all the variant, one shop gets yeah. the variant because they're they're equal, so they're not like none of them are any rarer than the other. So mm, ah, you exactly. get a stack of those, you get a stack of Cause, those. Because since DC started doing this, I look through the covers if I can because the Wonder Woman variants, which the the Jenny Frisian, I wanted to pick those so numerous nice. times. Yeah, but it's not to me. It's not the same. It doesn't hit the same theme. Those look cool. Those are posters. This actually is the theme of the book. What's yours, Peter? I feel like anything I pick that's not that cover is going to be booed. It given is. everything you just said. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm sticking to my, my rules here. This is a very I, I don't think there's any other really good covers anyway. There's some alright covers. But yeah, there's, 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 there's fantastic, I, I'll admit that. Um, no, but we had one that was miraculous. I, I, will, I will concede that it's the best cover of the week. But within the rules, though, if I'm if I'm picking from the A covers, oh, I'd probably geez. I'd probably pick Supergirl. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. She looks kind of weird on the cover. I know. I like I like how old school it looks because you've got a strange visitor behind her with the big electric blue thing going on. I don't know. I was kind of digging it. You want, you, you want to talk old school? The action one with Booster, like pushing <laughs> Superman back. Like that—that's a silver age cover. I, I just—I I just like how Matt's argument there was like, "Yeah, yeah, do you want a good one? Like action, Booster's on it. <laughs> <laughs> Booster Gold's on it. Who cares about what he's doing or what it looks like? But Booster's on it." Um, no, I'm not. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm New, New Superman's pretty good too because it, it it wraps up what that book was all in a oh, cover. You know, um, I I agree the Mister America one's the best one, but just. If I'm picking one outside of that, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'm not picking one outside of that. <sighs> Freetons the pair of you. I'm, I'm not undermining the integrity of my pick. Nope, me neither. Sorry, right, I'll do it for you. Uh, but that'll take us on to best art of the week, which... Uh, it's Mr. Miracle, right? Yeah, Mr. Miracle wins. I mean, Mr. Miracle. Yeah. yeah, yeah Let's no, not, not waste time on that. <laughs> nope. Okay, Mr. Miracle it is. All right, so top five books of the week. Connor, you're going first. Mr. Miracle. Surprising no one, I'm sure. No, no, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is tough because I think I only have five books. Red Hood number two. No, 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 no Red Hood would be the sixth. But <laughs> the, the problem is I have to include Wonder Woman on this somewhere. This this feels unfair. <laughs> so, so it, oh crap! So do I. What are you doing? <laughs> because you read two other good books, Matt. You're fine. <laughs> So, so Mr. Mr. Miracle, action, detective, flash. No, not doing it. Mom of five. Wonder Woman doesn't deserve it. It's a bad issue. It's not. It's not. It's not in a top five. Miracle Man again. All right. Yeah. Mr. Miracle, I mean. Miracle Man. (laughs) That's breaking down. Not even Uh, similar. All right. So the record will show that number five for Connor by default is Wonder Woman. Uh, no, no, five was blank. I've done this before. It's a blank spot. That's Wonder Woman. All right, Matt, what's your top five? So number one, Mister Miracle. Number two, New Superman. Number three, Action Comics. Number four, Flash. Number five, Detective. Okay, uh, my top five. Number one is Mister Miracle. Number two is New Superman. Number three is Supergirl. Number four is Flash. Number five is Action Comics. That's my opinion. You know, it's funny. It feels like the first half of this year we went forever without having a unanimous pick. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like just all the time. Like it's kind of fallen back in sync. Um, yeah, the unanimous pick, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I actually just I I stopped keeping track about three months ago. So just yesterday I actually went through all the last like. 12 or so episodes and noted down all the all the picks so that I've got them all for the end of the year special, the annual episode that we're going to do uh, at the start of January and uh, it's just interesting, I'll, I'll be, f- be fun discussing uh, how that's how that's worked out and uh, perhaps what, what books have maybe hit it more frequently than others perhaps, some of it's probably obvious but uh, some surprises in there too 
Uh, but hey, uh, so so that's uh, this week's pick. So Mr. Miracle, uh, not surprising. Uh, we'll we'll see if anything can possibly take week two from it. Uh, maybe when the first issue of the terrific sets, because I think that's on a week two. But I could mm, be wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to have to do a lot of work. Uh, it here. will. It will. Uh, it is. Uh, so I'll tell you what's coming next week. Uh, next week's uh, books. So next week, of course, is a week three. And coming, we have finally Dark Knight's Metal number four. So Metal's back in action. Uh, yeah, Snyder's also... been hyping that up big time. Mm. We also have the first two parts of the next uh, sort of crossover again. Uh, not related to Metal. This is the, the Super Sons one. Uh, Super Sons oh. of Tomorrow. Uh, Superman number 37 and Super Sons number 11. That's the first two parts. Wh- uh, which ones is it starting, do you know? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not know, but I think it's easy Superman, to find. Superman starts it, Super Sons continues it. Do you know what the worst part is? I know that they've had the list in the back of every issue this yeah. week. Yeah, but I, I haven't looked at it. So, Why are you pointing out that you didn't look at it where you just told them what it was? Because I'm no, no, you, you knew it was there, yeah. but you didn't look at the. I don't know. It's, just, it's like an excuse, as if yeah, but I haven't looked at it. As if, as, as if that's why I don't know. But you just didn't know. As if it was weird. I don't know. That's yeah, weird man. at times. I don't know. He doesn't like kinky sex games. He, he, he's saying weird things like that. Can't a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so yeah, so Superman and Super Sons, and then we also have Batman thirty seven, Justice League thirty five, Green Lanterns thirty seven, Nightwing thirty five, Aquaman number thirty one, and Batwoman number ten. Uh, also out, but we're not covering Harley Quinn number thirty four, Trinity sixteen, and then in crossover land you have Batman TMNT two number two, and Wonder Woman Conan number four. Uh, if you're interested in those, what issue of Harley Quinn did you say there? Sorry, uh, thirty four, I believe I've got written down. Thirty three. Was it thirty three? Okay, yeah, thirty-two. Must have just written down the wrong number. I, I, I did see just some speculation about the uh, the Conan license with Dark Horse. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh-uh. No. Um, yeah, there's been like uh, like some some speculation that after this series finishes, that they're, they're losing the license because uh, Conan belongs to Fox. I I don't know if that's the reason why, but or if just that's when it was going to expire. Mm. But there's like a I think Marvel got like an omnibus coming out of like. Uh, you know, solicited for like after like March or yeah. Can I, can I just say actually? I mean, obviously we don't want to talk about the Fox Disney merger that much on on a comics podcast. Here we go. But just just to echo our good friend Tim, uh, his thoughts on this. Don't you feel kind of bad for Dark Horse that first Star Wars got pulled away from them because yeah. Disney bought them and they own Marvel, and now they're probably going to lose Alien and Predator because and I mean that's the first thing I think of when I think of Dark Horse is Alien and Predator comics. I think of Hellboy. Yeah, I think of Hellboy as well. Me. Fine, Wait, Wait, whatever. Hellboy now. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, so, I I'd, I'd heard of those, I'd, I'd noticed those cuts before I even heard of Hellboy though. Like I didn't know of Hellboy until later. Uh, I just feel bad for them. Like, all their biggest licenses are getting taken, and it's got nothing to do with anything they're doing. I, I think it's a good thing for them. Uh, it it sounds bad right now, but it's it means they Become can't use the as a crutch. They've got to they've got to put out some quality content if they want to stick around. And they've got you know Lemire's. Well, Black that's only Hammer, that's only good if on. they actually succeed, though. Well, sure, but that's it's incentive, isn't it? It's like oh no, we can't just rest in our laurels and and get by on these licenses. We have to talent. Yeah, scout. but sometimes you need tent poles to prop you up. Yeah, because the, 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 the tent poles are what pays for all the other stuff they get to do. Like they may actually yeah. struggle to actually stay afloat now. And to be fair, they were doing stuff with Lemire with Black Mer- Black Mer- Black Hammer and all that. 
uh, you know, well, they had Alien and Predator. So I'm just saying. Well, like, yeah, this is what I mean. While, while they've got those, like they, they, they've been doing it anyway. Like, you know, Hellboy, like, like Matt just said, yeah, that like, brand is, is huge. I'm but just they say, need to I'm just saying, I associate Dark Horse with Alien and Predator, and I think it's kind of a shame that that's just going to be ripped away because... It probably they've not actually that, said anything, but probably no. That said, they could just license it out, and they'll just they'll have to see if it's worth the money to license it from from them because they, you know, they've had them forever. So they have like. Uh, but that said, also, if Dark Horse can transition into a creator-owned kind of like Image or even Vertigo has been for DC, like I mean, uh, I know Brian Woods doing a lot of creator-owned stuff there now between I, I, Rebels, I know Briggs we're Land, talking about Alien and Predator. What what about the the I hate to mention it for PSA, but the Buffy license? Oh yes, the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, no, that's actually Isn't that Fox. That is Fox. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about this in the TV yeah. news just uh, yesterday that uh, technically Disney owned Buffy and Angel now, which is you know a weird thought in and of itself. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh my god, and- you're gonna have Buffy slaying Morbius. In the uh, comics, it's and, gonna be great. And again, like this is the thing, like, like they've had Buffy, like Dark Horse have had Buffy for so long. They've had Angel not as long because IDW used to have Angel, but they've had like Buffy for so long. They've been doing all these seasons. Like, does that all come to a stop in the next year and a half? Because once this deal finally goes through, does does it, like no 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 Marvel now publishes everything. It really to depends on on whether it's worth it for them to do it themselves. How much they think it's going to bring in? Because Star I know, Wars definitely was. You know, Star Wars was, but even that they license out some stuff to IDW as well. Like uh, for the, you know, the they do the, the Star Wars Adventures, which is you know this separate thing where it's like, well, it's not part of the main line, so we'll just give it to someone else. And yeah. so I can see them maybe it'll be well, just, and, it's easier just to leave it with Dark Horse and make them yeah. make, charge them a bit more for the license renewal, perhaps. Man, it was always funny that Dark Horse got their name because they were the third print in print, you know, to Marvel and DC, and now they're just. Marvel's just eating their lunch. Yeah. Like a bully. Which is, is, is annoying because Marvel is a publisher right now who's not exactly great. We're not exactly no. in the best place with them. But hey-ho, uh, that's, that's, that's what you got to do. Uh, I am three months behind on Thor. That's where I'm at at, at Marvel. And I uh, love I'm all, I'm, all, I'm only reading all new X-Men. And I'm, I'm not all, all new Wolverine, sorry. Not all new X-Men. <laughs> all uh, new, I, all different, all yeah. brand new again. All, all, I'm, I'm uh, X-Men. I'm a full series behind on Thor. Whatever, whatever this current. Yeah, the, the, the last one. I I gave up during the the, the Secret Wars. Uh, many. I, I did. Uh, I did the the eight issue series of yeah, Thor. So you're, <laughs> that, that was the Mighty Thor, or that was Thor. Now this is the Mighty Thor. Yeah, I haven't touched Mighty. Can Thor. you see how this is confusing? Um, what, what's the <laughs> other one with with him as well? Then, the, but the... but it was different. And here's a sidetrack. When Aaron started it, it was Thor, the God of Thunder. And then that transitioned into just Thor, no adjectives. See, that was and the, that, that transitioned made, that made sense into because the, of the character shift. Yeah. yeah, and then this turned into the Mighty Thor, so they knew that they were going to renumber it down the line. So that became the Mighty Thor seven hundred two months ago, and now so, so it's so but we also have the other Thor book as well. Unworldly right? Thor, yeah, those are, those yeah are that. See, no, Unworldly Thor was a miniseries. That was only five issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't part of the main numbering. Yeah, what yeah. the Odin son was going on, but it plays into the story because that explains where the ultimate hammer went. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. let's let's wrap this up. Uh, we're, we're going off in tangents, so yeah. Uh, I just want to point out that's like the only thing I read from Marvel, and I'm behind on it. 
Just Matt, we're hitting the recording limit and you keep dragging this out. Shut up! <laughs> Shut the goddamn hell up! So, Connor, what'd you think of uh, Star Wars? Gillen stuff's pretty good. I'm enjoying that. Get, get that on. is an end to episode 82 of Comics from the Multiverse. Thank you very much for watching. Let's see. We always appreciate it. Let us know what you think of the books and the comments and stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz uh, for regular like, mail fuzz stuff. Or if you want to get something specific to the show at DC Comics Podcast, uh, you can do that. If you want to support the channel and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there uh, and get, get various bonuses, including the monthly episode. Uh, me and Connor will be doing Green Lantern Sector 2814 Volume 1. Uh, that should be done before Christmas, so you can look forward to that. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that is. So uh, thank you once again. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, Matt, any final words you'd like to say now? No. Cool. Connor? <laughs> Well, now I'm given the choice. No, that's boring. All right. Well, that's all this guys. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comics. And always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. I'm not wearing pants.